3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, three eighty-seven. Terry Miller, the disc golf guy, here next to Johnny V. Yeah, you know what else you're next to, Terry? <laughs> uh, uh I could think of a lot of things. No, and over uh,
1: above your upper right shoulder, we finally hung up the studio audience. Oh, nice! Yeah, people can see. That's a,
3: creepy. They're all looking at me. They
1: are. They are looking at you. For those of you that don't, there <laughs> it is. You can see kind of the overlay it's it's hung up in the new studio finally we were able to kind of clear out some spots i reached out to dd today because there's four or five um um studio minis that we still mm. need to get unfortunately they're all out of minis and they don't know when they're getting them in stock mm. so we are still waiting on four or five of them as soon as they get in stock we will order them and get them printed up because i reached out to them today and they're like nope sorry still the the website said seems we had like your them mic's in. off
3: i'm gonna interrupt you Everyone else is saying that you are quiet. <laughs> I thought you were just giving them a special treat.
1: Maybe, but my side...
3: <laughs> I don't know. Everybody okay. everybody is saying that uh, they can't hear you. The oh. question is... Can oh, they?
1: and that's that's why they can hear me now. <laughs> I must have bumped the master button. It's all right. It's all right. It's our first show. It's just, you know, it's just 381. One, one. <laughs> yeah, no, one. It's 131. One. Uh, anyway, the uh, DD is out of minis right now um, okay. when they do get some in we'll get some more ordered but for now it is uh it is what it is and we're just gonna have to wait but we do have a lot of space on the board so if you're interested patreon.com slash smashbox tv at the five dollar level i know i need to get an email out to elizabeth borgman i believe mm. is our good friend out okay. there out of the kansas yep. city area mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. she has uh a mini that's going to be coming her way as well. So hopefully, maybe she can drive over to DD and print it herself.
3: Yeah, get on it. We'll make you do the work. All right. Well, again, thank you everyone for joining us. This is 387. Johnny was just talking about our mini studio audience. So thank you guys so much for the support uh, at any level at Patreon. But uh, as he said, if you're a mini sponsor, you're getting one for yourself, and then we put one up on the wall, and you're right here with us as hundreds of you yeah. are week in and week oh, out. Oh, We
1: got a lot of wall space. We could do this whole thing over here. I mean we we got room folks.
3: We appreciate it. Yeah, so tonight we're uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of contract action. Uh we've seen a number of pros make some new announcements with regard to their contracts and getting set up for the 2022 season. Of course, notably one of them being Katrina Allen who in the in a semi I'm going to call it a unique <laughs> turn of events announced on Monday that she's going to announce on Wednesday. Do you? Do we feel that's intentional? I mean, if she's got beef with the Smashbox crew, she can bring it. <laughs> I've got plenty of beef. Oh. They asked in the 80s, where's the beef? I've got plenty. Terry no. kept it. From the 80s <laughs> until now, he's still still hoarding no. Um, I mean, I, it. No. Maybe she's scared to, to to come join us. Maybe there's a few sponsor uh, I mean, obligations and things that need to get squared away. Either way. I wouldn't be shocked if it were sponsor obligations. Either way. Uh, Pre congratulations! May- Should we tell everybody where she's going? Mm, I don't think that would be a very nice no, thing to we, do. Well, what we will do is we're going to give you all the news, all the updates, all the information from one of our most famous and friendly Florida natives. One of the geese, Hong Kong, coming in hot. Madison Walker. Hi, <laughs> hi Mads. Hi. How are how you doing? Listening?
1: Oh, we're awesome! Good. We're very happy that you're on the show. Thanks for joining us. You declined. The... Been so long. It has, and you declined the opportunity to open the show. We were we were doing some pre show prep, and we uh, said you... no. You can open Actually, the show.
0: Actually, I did not decline it. I just went to go grab these so I could do both characters.
1: Oh, um, oh I wish I didn't realize. Wow. <laughs> wow. And
0: then I came back and y'all were y'all were just already doing my job. So, oh,
3: wow. All right. Well, another night. We'll have to have you uh, open the show. I don't think <laughs> we've had anyone else do that. So seems like something we could have you fill in for. Uh, Mads, uh, I'm going to start with just a... F- Something from a couple days ago and a couple weeks ago uh, we saw you playing I saw you playing down at the jubilee an event you 've how many times have you won that i kept we kept saying that you did, but i didn 't know two three times
0: lord honestly i don 't know i think yeah, I think that 's about right um, yeah, we'll go with that I think two two or three
3: okay that's right. um, so we saw you playing some golf uh, a few weeks ago, but at that time to really throw off all of the the announcements and the and the commentary from then versus today, even, uh, you've announced a new sponsor and a new partnership. So let's get into that. Who, who's Whose Frisbees are you throwing around?
0: I get to throw MVP and oh, you... Streamline and Axiom, but MVP is my primary sponsor, and I am so excited.
1: You're one of them gyro
3: heads now, huh? Yes, what... I am. <laughs> you've been called a lot of things. Is gyro head one that you thought was coming? <laughs>
0: I did not see that coming at all. Uh, so <laughs> no, the people the the, the like m v p community have they've all reached out and they're like they say things you know like, Oh, you fit right in, and it seems like you've been here all along and stuff like that, and I'm like, you know, I honestly feel the same way, so I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're on the same page it so brings a single tear,
3: <laughs> wow, so uh let's let's get to a couple of those specifics, though, as you just said. What exactly can you throw? How do they arrange that? Are there different people on the team that have slightly different arrangements with what can or can't be thrown?
0: I think so. Um but I'm not a hundred percent. Um I I'm allowed to throw all three, but I'm gonna try to do a majority of the gyro MVP stuff. But okay. there's some of the molds in Streamline and Axiom that I just can't avoid. They're they're too good.
3: It. Sometimes when we see a player move to a new sponsor, uh, I was going to say MVP is a smaller company, but they're really not. Sometimes they have a hard time finding uh, not only all the replacement molds, but enough molds to choose from. It doesn't seem like that would be the case in terms of the variety that you have in front of you. Is it too much? Is it overwhelming almost?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's always overwhelming switching companies. Uh especially when there's three different kinds, especially because I didn't know any of the plastics either. Um, I knew a little bit about other companies just from almost being sponsored by them in the past, but MVP was such a small company. It's not something I, and they grew so quickly. It's not something I've had a chance to learn about. So I've had to kind of start from the ground up and, but thankfully I have a lot of people helping me out right now. Um, and the guys at another round disc golf are really, really helping me build a list of stuff. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out as I go. But what I have tested, um, the production lines are, you know, obviously all backed up like they are in every company. So MVP doesn't have a ton of stuff in lightweights. But what I do have so far, I'm already in love with. And I'm just about to start trying to search for for backups.
1: Is that something you reach out to the community, the the, the gyronauts yeah. or is it someone is calling them?
0: Yeah, the- Gy- did, didn't you say gyro heads? I called what you a gyro you
1: head, but someone on the board corrected me. Said it's a gyro knot. So I, I like gyro I, heads. I, I like gyro heads too, personally. But <laughs> <laughs> and if you know um, what, if if, uh, if you are Greek, it's gyro head. So yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So I yeah, I've basically been advised by MVP to put out a call to their community um, because apparently they're cool with this kind of thing. It does feel weird um, asking for for discs from the general public, but I think we are in a weird situation right now that is, you know, unlike any time we have seen or will see as far as production goes. And I I'm, I think MVP is confident they'll get caught up here soon, but just how quickly everything grew in the past year, like everyone's kind of having to fly by the seat of their pants and figure it out as they go. And I hope when I put like a call out for discs that people will be understanding of all of that. And I think everyone's well aware that discs are hard to find right now.
3: Yeah, and and I guess just as a clarification, you're not just like looking for a handout uh, because they're not treating you well. They're just simply a a production challenge and saying, "Hey, here's what we think you will like for
0: lightweights." Yeah, so and that's what I throw, and like that's not the that is not the common that's not what everybody wants not everyone in the world is wanting light discs the common is is max weight discs Mm. and i just don't throw that so that's why i'm having to do this they do have heavy discs in in most of the molds like it would be a lot easier to find but it's the lighter weights that i'm having an issue finding right now
3: all right well let's let's backtrack just a little bit to maybe ramp up to where you are now but last Mm -hmm. last year it felt like you were primarily throwing an open or a mixed bag but you were mm-hmm. kind of uh were you in talks with a sponsor where, where were things at um yeah. last year
0: yeah last year i was with aria discs and yeah. it was I, I don't know i don't want to say taking a chance but it was kind of because it was they were trying to start up a disc golf company they've been making ultimate discs and they're the number two uh ultimate uh producer. It's mm. called an ARIA disc, and um, they were trying to start making disc golf discs because they had a huge market of Ultimate players that were transitioning into disc golf during the pandemic because they couldn't play uh, team sports. So uh, they started trying to make discs, but it was really difficult to get discs last year as well. Um, so it, they didn't, weren't able to have anything in stock at the beginning of the year all the way until like... September or October. Mm. Um, so it didn't quite work out. It wasn't easy because I didn't have stuff to throw. So I had to throw a mixed bag and make it work because of the lack of discs from Aria. Um, but it was something that they couldn't help. They do have discs in stock now, but I think they're gonna focus more on uh dyes. They started making these really cool die kits that everyone should check out. Um And then the Aria disc is like the only ultimate lid that you can dye. So, yeah, they have these cool dye kits and instructional videos and all kinds of stuff. They're working with a bunch of dyers, and they want to have like white discs available on the website so you can kind of go through and get the whole thing there on their site. But um, not a disc sponsor anymore. They are just focusing on other things and on the ultimate side of things.
3: Yeah, and then, again, just to paint the full picture, what were you putting with we'll say even last year. And then what do you think you're going to be putting with, um, with MVP this do, year? Do they make anything
1: that isn't Conrad related? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I just figured it was.
0: <laughs> I feel like it'd be silly too. <laughs> uh, why not? <laughs> no. Um, I uh, I was, I had, I always had a hard time finding putters when I was with Innova because all their putters are overstable in my opinion, or, mm. um, or they're, they're fat too fast. So I never really had a putter I loved. So as soon as I, was not sponsored by innova anymore i switched over to a warden i i think the warden's a great putter um but it was just an open bag last year so mm-hmm. i putted with the warden just for one year this year i ch- was kind of trying to find something that felt similar to a warden a beadless a little bit rounder on the bottom straight um but it, it's i've I, i've started throwing proxies um mm-hmm an MVP proxy and I'm absolutely loving them like it's been it's been a joy to put with and I don't I can't necessarily say they feel similar to a warden but they feel good and they're flying really good I also really am loving the anode and I'm kind of deciding between the anode and the proxy both of them are a little bit less stable and I love that like out of the box they're already a little bit. Um, less stable or straighter. And then um, the anode even more so. So I, I might have an anode as like a longer putter or a more like anhyzer put, putter in the bag, maybe do both. But I'm loving both of them so far, having a lot of fun learning how to putt with them.
3: Now, and as people are asking what you need in lightweight, so we'll talk about that specifically in a moment. But with regard to putters, is that something you also still go light with? Or is that a mid uh, a uh, middle weight? Right what do you now- do when it comes to putters?
0: Right now, I'm uh, putting with max weight. I putted with max weight last year, but at Innova, I always did lighter ones because I was trying to fight the stability by hopefully mm-hmm. having less weight. And so, yeah, I've always done lighter weight putters, but I think I'm okay with heavy weights in putters now. And thankfully, MVP does have all that in stock. So that's not something I need to shop around for. I, ha- I have plenty available, available to-, to me. And they're pretty, too.
3: (laughs) Yes. Uh, So Chaser is out on the board, who we know is very active. Uh, Somebody else had made a comment. We'll see if we can keep up with them. But uh, what exactly do you feel like uh, Hype Man is asking? What molds are you looking for in the lighter weights that you know of right now? There's
0: too many... Too many to name because I I haven't been able to test a lot, and that's the issue I'm running into right now. Because there is nothing available, I can't test anything effectively. I could test heavier ones, but honestly, I don't think it tells you as much. Excuse me. So right now I'm thinking about taking a spin up to another round, uh, up to Charlotte, because they uh, the couple of the guys up there just switched their bags to MVP last year and learned everything they could. Um, So they have a lot of knowledge and they also have a lot of used discs. So I can go up there and kind of do some field work and test some stuff out. Um, In the meantime, I've made a list that I'm going to release publicly that has all the discs that I'm looking for and the plastics and the weights. But I'm honestly kind of, uh, that's like my estimated list. And, you know, if there's stuff aside from that list that people think that would be worth trying, I'm always open to that as well.
1: So just... Everybody send your discs to Madison. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> no. And, and like you said, trying, and... go ahead. I'm trying
0: to come up with, I was talking to Terry about this earlier. I'm trying to come up with like a way to like, you know, pay people back. Cause at this yeah. point with the season coming up so quickly, um, I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to ship stuff back that I don't use after field testing before hitting the road. And it would just be a lot of boxes going in and out and keeping track of what people are sending me. So I'm going to try to do that to the best of my abilities, depending on what the reaction is to all of this. But I don't know what it's going to look like, and I'm going to try my best to, like, get people back when they give me stuff that I love and, you know, maybe get stuff back to people if I don't love it, but I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how this goes.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, and honestly, you know, if you have an outpouring or an overpouring of support and people want to help out, like you said, you're not trying to also uh, turn this into a year long uh, shipping and handling and receiving, uh, episode either. Absolutely
0: not. Yeah. And I don't really intend to sell discs either uh, besides my tour series discs when they eventually come out. So like, this is, I don't want to like get people's discs so that I can flip them and make money. Like that's not, I only want to sell my tour series discs So like, um, I'm, I'm honestly trying to figure out a way that I can limit the amount of discs that are coming (laughs) in Because, so I'm trying to organize that because I don't want to have hundreds of bits. I don't need that. I literally just need what I need and like, you know, uh, three or four backups of each one. And um, so I'm trying to figure out how to organize that while putting out a public call. And I think it's good. <laughs> I'm not going to put my address on there, so like no. I can't just get like random. Don't do that. <laughs>
3: no. Don't do that. That For would not. Reasons, I <laughs> yes. Do that, I guess. <laughs> yes. yeah. If, if somebody wants to have me help as an intermediary, I'd be happy to do so. I do plenty of shipping and receiving. Obviously, I see uh, Madison quite often, and I'm at a ton of events. That type of stuff. I'd be more than happy to work kind of uh, as a middleman here. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> to would not be a good idea for you to start giving and we, just to
0: reiterate i don't know what people are saying in the chat but like mvp knows that i'm doing this like i i feel like it looks a little bit weird but they know that i'm doing this yeah. and they i we have to right now it's weird but
1: yeah we saw we saw chris dickerson do the same thing actually with his putters he was looking for a specific mm-hmm. putter he's like i'm looking for this mm-hmm. in this plastic and mm-hmm. this weight and right now just mm-hmm. not just mvp but discraft and you know like they don't have all these specifics like they used to, you need to kind of hunt down certain ones that you are going to be throwing so there's there's yep. no every there's no shame with it, in it right it. now <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It,
0: it, it feels weird i'm not gonna lie though oh, well, so of course weird.
1: but that's i mean you're going to a sponsor and they and then people are gonna say well they can't give her what she wants it's yeah. like no they, they, yeah. they literally can't right now <laughs>
0: but i hope people understand this is a weird time in life like last year and the year before are weird like what are what are we dealing with right now in lives and how are we just like pummeling through like it's normal, (laughs) but but we're doing it.
3: (laughs) Well, that kind of leads to uh, again normalcy and weird and everything else that we've been going through for the last couple of years. Uh, twenty twenty, you you largely you know set your disc down. You you grabbed a couple of oars and and uh, and your sun hat or whatever, and just and, paddled out. And in, you just paddled <laughs> out into <laughs> into sunset. some other lands with some uh, <laughs> with some other friends, road. right? Um, yeah. How? how w- w- I don't know. Reflect a little. your uh you have a way with words, <laughs> reflect a little, like what, what did 2020 mean? And, and now you're coming back in, I don't want to say you're behind everyone else, but you you took a year off when a lot of people didn't.
0: Yeah. Well, so honestly that year when I made the decision, I made it because I didn't want to be like a traveling vector and I didn't want to, I didn't feel good about just going out into the community yet. I, mm-hmm. I was a little bit, I just was a little cautious about the pandemic. It was new, it was different and you were, you were hearing a lot of crazy stuff. So Um, it felt better for me to go off on my own. And what that did, I I instead, like not a lot of people did take that year off. It actually turned into a year of massive growth and Mm -hmm. um, it's in the touring community and just in disc golf in general. So being out of the loop that one year was interesting and it caused, I mean, I lost my, the spot forever at that point, you know, Innova dropped me. I um, it made a, a lot of big changes in my life, and so it was nice to have that whole year to reflect and to like kind of try to look inside and figure out what I I indeed wanted out of disc golf and what I thought disc golf could help me do. Um, and then also it was a nice turning point to like kind of get away from what I never saw myself breaking away from, and it raised it like opened a lot of horizons up. So it was very symbolic and awesome and now I mean I have my job with the pro tour that is so cool and I feel like I can do so many awesome things with that and then um, and now look where it's led me to MVP and like I'm honestly so I've never felt so welcomed um, by a sponsorship in my life it's been awesome
1: Well, talk a little bit about your pro tour job. You're the sustainability coordinator, sustainability (laughs) manager. I'm not exactly sure Uh, your title. Are you the assistant
3: to the regional manager or the (laughs) manager to the region? (laughs) What's your title?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's the environmental, environmental and special (laughs) initiatives coordinator. It was just the environmental coordinator, but I've um, got the special initiatives in there too. So it's basically trying to make the tour. Uh, more sustainable or have less impact um jeff spring called me uh almost as like immediately after he took over and just like saying that he had something in the works that he wanted more than anything for this tour to accomplish stuff and to you know go places for the professionals and for the sport but in reality he wanted to be really intentional and uh he wanted to use this company to make a difference so Um, so I'm trying to to fill those booths (laughs) which are huge. And I don't have a lot of experience, but I do have a lot of passion and um and I I have worked in policy a little bit, so I'm I'm feeling my way around. I've had to build the position from the ground up myself, of course, with Jeff's insights as well and with his ideas. Um and yeah, we're I'm working with tournament directors a lot to make events more sustainable and then the special initiatives are women's initiatives. And diversity, inclusion, and anything else, community stuff—that's um, where I have little to no experience. I'm always open to people who have advice or ideas, um, kind of trying to figure out what that looks like and deal with things as they come. Um, but haven't quite gotten to where I'm ahead of the game yet. So we'll we'll see what happens there.
3: Uh, how does um, you know? I uh, clearly, I, I would guess you're not punching a clock. How do you determine? when hey i'm going to sit down and either focus or or log some hours maybe uh so figuratively i guess punching a clock but how do you determine when you're going to work on some special initiatives uh you know can you do that while you're driving from an event to event you know what i mean like how yeah. when do you get to kind of decipher like w- what's part of that or is or do you feel like it's going to be a little bit reactionary in terms of somebody saying hey here's what i'm thinking and then you think about a way to implement that uh have you figured all that out yet or is is that you know, ongoing
0: and it's ongoing and um my time management skills definitely can use some improvement. So I'm trying to get better at that. But, Let me
3: see when uh, the last time you didn't reply to a message from me. All of them. Yeah. But, that says something about
0: uh, no. you. <laughs> Ooh, JBD, bringing the truth.
3: Uh-huh. Anyway, let's um, stay focused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no, I uh I actually do kind of it's like a clock in clock out thing. It is weird because I am doing stuff while on the road and while on the phone. And um, but this year honestly, it feels like it's been mostly reactionary, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. But at the same time, um, I was so I've been so focused on the environmental side of things, uh, that I, and I'm still learning about the other side. That I'm I'm trying to do the best that I can. Um, and learn while while doing a good job at it, and that's like that's so hard to do, especially that all the sponsorship stuff has eaten up a lot of my time for the last couple of weeks. So, um, definitely, I would say it's more reactionary at this point, and that will change as as time goes by and as I get um, all caught up with everything else.
3: In a perfect world, which we're never going to live in, but it, as we fight for one, what would you say is like a a really important Goal or passion or initiative that you would love to see uh played out that or implemented that you can either head up or or lead or coordinate or whatever is there anything specific about the tour that you that really jumps out at you as like hey, you know whether it's obtainable right away or not is there anything in particular
0: um I mean it's uh, trying to make a tour sustainable is really tough because of all the all the traveling and obviously Mm -hmm. traveling is one of the the biggest um i would say factors that contributes right now to uh like not treating the environment very well Mm -hmm. so that's one thing is is maybe at some point getting all the vehicles to where, but that's so expensive and that's so far down the line. But I think that's very ideal. Um, At this point, it's mostly, it's more uh, feasible to do smaller stuff. I think it would be awesome if we could move away from water bottles. During the pandemic, that made it impossible Mm -hmm. because that was the most... The cleanest way of drinking water, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm hoping we can move away from plastic water bottles right now. I think that would be my biggest goal, but it is also still going to be tough with the pandemic still happening. Everything else is going to be little stuff. It seems little, but when it when you add it all together, it helps. So we're trying to move away from plastic badges, players pack, uh, unnecessary goods, stuff like that, to try to um, just eliminate single use stuff that we we tend to treasure as like little treasures and Goodies and um, mm-hmm. just stuff that's unnecessary.
3: Yeah, and that's always so tough. And you've been to countless tournaments. Johnny and I have been to countless tournaments. You get a player pack or an uh, or an entire bag of items, and the visitors and convention bureau naturally wants to have their nice full color glossy, you know, brochure in there saying about all the amazing things that are happening in their city or their county or their state and unfortunately we most of us if if we're looking for any of those things are probably going online and mm-hmm. but yet you know they're supporting the you know the disc golfers and that's their job is to make sure that we're aware of those things it's just it's always this fine line because you're like okay we're in blank county okay you may or may not even flip through that and then unfortunately yeah. that's that's probably recycled at best and
0: at, at the absolute best, exactly. But likely
3: not. So that's where you know, those types of things I, I I always think of like, oh, unfortunately, this is so wasteful. And it's like they're doing their job, but yep. we can we find a better way to do this?
0: Yeah, and and so the best that we can do is just get to help the pro tour get there. And so, like, I think moving away from caddy books will help. Um, I know we've seen our share of very uh, beautiful, detailed, long ad-driven <laughs> caddy books i'm trying to get everyone away from that because that's a lot of use um but yeah it it's a slow process and but the tournament directors have been awesome to work with right now i'm just working with the the tour events not the silver series yet um but this is kind of a trial year and um, we'll see what happens and see how i can implement into the other stuff and then the other big thing that jeff was really um Really excited about and was really hopeful to work towards is w- yes we want the tour to be um, you know low low impact but also we want to figure out ways to inspire local clubs and inspire disc golfers that are tuning in and not on tour to uh, impact the same their local communities in the same way and to hopefully like think about this stuff on their own courses just little things like inspiring people to to pick up at their own course I mean you wouldn't think that would be difficult but um just trying to educate course designers and clubs on how to do little things on their own um is i think a even a bigger impact than the tour just being sustainable if that makes sense
3: yeah and i uh, yeah i think about all the little things that you know, maybe with that regard i think about the quality in which maybe you make your or your signs Are they of a, you know, and there's always two trains of thought. I'm going to make an inexpensive sign because it might get vandalized and I'm just going to have to replace it. So let's make Mm -hmm. it inexpensive. Or do you go with something that's a little bit better quality that hopefully withstands the test of time a little longer, hence being a little bit more of a sustainable, you know, and, and, and you're getting that longevity out of it. I think those are always going to be tough decisions, you know, for a club Mm -hmm. to think about. And then think about when a tour rolls into town. Well, we're actually not using that T-pad. We're going to use a different T-pad. And then are we missing the mark? And, you know, and then you think of the course assets. You know, we have we very much flower up the course, so to speak, or litter the course, mm-hmm. <laughs> in another phrase, with all these amazing advertisements that the that's helping pay for the tour. Yep. But can those you know getting those made of the best quality so they can last us an entire season or two seasons? I think those are questions that you know can be asked as well.
0: Yep, and that's what we're. I'm starting pretty small because that's stuff that sadly has already been kind of implemented. Um, it's stuff that they've already bought and have. So just I'm trying to prepare for the next time around when those do wear out um, and just kind of have all the options laid out because it's unfortunately because of cost, it's it's really hard to do the, mo- the perfect sustainable method with everything. So I'm just trying to lay out options more than anything and have them have be a resource for tournament directors and for the tour. Um, if they decide they want to take that that extra cost or that extra little bit of initiative
3: and then do you do you find will you have a conversation with someone over in sponsorships like sean jack when you say i'd love to get rid of caddy guides and the ads that go in them and sean saying but wait wait that's those are our ads that's what helps pay for the tour and for your salary mm-hmm. so like is uh, where's that fine balance gonna come from
0: well, i'm hoping and uh, you know not being someone that can design apps it's hard to be like well let's design an app you know because that's another thing that's expensive and, but it is something that you will never not use so i'm i'm hoping right now a lot of the tournament directors are pretty uh okay or have already started on their own designing um you know little websites or apps that have the caddy books and everything already digital And a lot of times you can still throw your ads in there and they're just as effective as they would be in Mm a um, paper pamphlet. So, um, yeah, a lot of tournament directors are already taking those steps, too, because it is less expensive in the long run.
3: Yeah, and I, I think about, of course, with UDIS coming along and, you know, us seeing scoring, and along with PDGA scoring, uh, to to have those applications as opposed to the pencil and paper. Uh, you think about the paper that gets thrown away, but then we think about the devices that have to be charged more, and then I think we could go <laughs> round and round in all these circles, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah will you figure that all out please madison and report back next week
0: you're speaking to the dark hole in my brain that i avoid
1: (laughs) let's not let's not spin her out of control right now
0: yeah we don't i don't need help at all like do you want to start talking about coral reefs like we can go there (laughs)
3: Uh, okay so
0: um, I have to giggle all the time so
3: I don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a defense
1: me- mechanism. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's a cover up. Let's talk about those algae blooms
3: down in Florida. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um. So let let's uh let's go into the All Stars. Uh, obviously, that's just now. Believe it or not, a few weeks away. You're speaking about getting ready for the tour, the tour season, and all the madness that you know will likely ensue with that. Uh, no matter what the prep work looks like, but also star weekend um where does that stand um what are you doing you are you around are you you hanging Um, out do you have work to do out there
0: uh well yeah they're they're having like a, a big media day and they're like getting all the crews organized so i may go out there just to be uh present for planning for the rest of the season um that's that's the only plans right now
3: okay um is the all-stars and maybe I don't want well, I'm not trying to put you on the spot is the all-star weekend something that you or other players do you feel like people are aspiring to be a part of um, oh 100% that, okay. um,
0: i think at least personally like i love worlds mixed doubles more than anything i know it's not necessarily um always like the you know cleanest run of it because it's more for fun than anything but like um, I love those type of events that have different formats. I think it's awesome. Like I was really excited about the Champions Cup that was coming this year, like having <laughs> those different formats. I think it's kind of fun to do stuff like that and it makes it exciting for viewers too because it's something different than normal and everyone likes to see like something change up. So I like these all-star events I think are awesome um, and I think all the players are, would be, are super psyched to be involved because it, it's just a, a change from the norm that we're so used to doing year after year.
3: So was it Madison against the world when it came down to that Champions Cup format? Because I feel like you're you were in the minority then. If you really loved, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean it's it's been changed, so that tells you how much uh, other you know. Well, you're the only one I think, because there was a lot of very very upset and disgruntled. Top level players, uh, your peers that absolutely uh-huh. hated uh what was proposed and, and put forth Wait, originally. Did
0: they hate it because of the format, or do they hate it because yes. it was going to be considered a major with that format?
3: I guess both. well more
1: so the latter. The latter. Because, okay, because I can
0: understand that.
1: They they didn't want See, a, that's why
0: I like that's why I like the all star event because it's not anything big. I can understand yeah. not wanting the format on a major because then it doesn't feel it's not technically a major anymore with that, you know, funky. Well, it's not, not yeah. a stroke play major.
3: It's just not a stroke play
0: major.
1: Like Terry said, and a lot of people were uh, upset that, you know, the work that they put in, they felt like for the first three days would be erased on that final day. Mm-hmm. Or you could, could be, yeah. or could be, you'd have a seven stroke lead. And then suddenly you're neck and neck with somebody on the final day playing match play, right. which was the big complaint.
0: No. And I, that's, that's a hundred percent accurate. I think, what well, I like the all star I like the new the different formatting but I don't think you should do it at a major 100% I agree with that but um, but honestly well, if they're going to do it I would be into it also if it was a major <laughs> I don't mind it. Like, I'm not going to complain about it, but I see why people are.
3: <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we're excited for it to happen, but it sounds like, and, and yeah, to be fair, a lot of people did say, this can happen, it just shouldn't have that distinction attached to it. So uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see it play out as a regular event. So I, I do have an idea, and unfortunately, I don't think you're going to be around, because you're likely not signed up or playing Memorial Which will be an A tier this year. Um, One of the things, and I'll I'll spoil it for everyone out there right now, is I I would like to, I'll be covering that from a post production perspective, and I want to come up with a mixed uh, doubles format that's fun to play, that's a little bit more unique than it won't, it definitely won't be just straight up best shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best shot modified best shot at worlds i kind of like but I'd, I'd like it to be played at fountain and this is an exhibition match you know for my channel um i'd like la- maybe i'll talk to you about some ideas um because i'd like yeah. to see mixed doubles you know i just edited the world's mixed doubles that you were in and it just made me think you know a lot of people said hey i love mixed doubles so let's find a way to do it is there what is it about mixed doubles that you love so much
0: Um, I, I think I, I I mean, I just, it's different. So that's nice. It's nice to not just be doing stroke play. It's also nice coming from a team sports background. I like playing with somebody else. I like having to have a teammate there with you. And I would normally say like rooting for each other, but obviously, you know, that Zach and I. Are not rooting for each other. Ever. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're no. actually battling <laughs> um, and talking smack the whole time. But I like I love that. I love the, like the camaraderie of being playing with somebody, and I think it mixes things up and levels the playing field a lot. Um, depending on how you know the teams are set up, um, yeah, I I think it just makes things more interesting. And I also really like you know obviously there's. A little there's less viewership in women's disc golf than there is in men's. I mm-hmm. like that like a mixed doubles scenario is bringing people to watch women's disc golf and maybe become a fan of a women's player they didn't even know exist or had never taken the time to watch
3: to- yeah, totally agree with that. um it, it's been one of my favorite I was gonna say events to cover in the last five or six years. I think I've gotten like four out of the last five sets of world's doubles and awesome. uh yeah it's it's so much fun although uh,
0: i feel like with the video that you just edited with me and zach and uh Kristen and silver i feel like i was reading comments and a lot of people were like i didn't even know who silver was <laughs> like were, yeah. it was like the opposite like Kristen fans <laughs> were like learning about silver
3: uh very much <laughs> so it, awesome. pretty funny uh uh flipping that on its head wouldn't you say <laughs> yeah well, she picked up a lot of fans last year. A lot uh, oh, of fans. Oh, yes. and
0: I understand why I'm a huge fan now as well, starting last year.
3: <laughs> oh, well, see, I, we, I was a big fan before that, so I'll beat you. Yeah,
0: me too. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, and then real quick, just to add, you you and Zach really screwed up a couple of years ago. You won mixed doubles, but you didn't do it on the lead card that I was filming. You won it from, like, second <laughs> or third card, didn't you? 2019. Just to
0: spite you, Terry Bear. we like decided going into the round, we're like, whoa, well, he's not going to film our card. Looks like we're going to win.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good job. The way That's to good. do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we planned it too because we knew the pandemic was going to cut where it was going to come. So we were going to be the only two-year champion yeah
3: you could ride it longer that was definitely a smart plan yeah make sure to to really stretch that title out and all the accolades that go with it to stretch that out
0: honestly
3: Honestly. oh yeah yeah uh so speaking of where you're going to be what you're doing what does as of right now and let's let's say things are good and getting better hopefully in our world what does 2022's touring season that's a lot of look like for you
0: um, right now I'm signed up for almost all the pro tour events, uh, except for d and I may play, not play one of the Texas events. Mm. Um, goal is to make the pro tour championship again. <laughs> I love that event. I like the format. Uh, obviously we've made that clear, but, um, So that would be my major goals. I'm going to play all the majors as well. I was hoping to go to Europe, but I don't think it's in the cards this year. I think I'm going to stay in the States. If I decide to go to Europe, eventually it'll be another year. Um, But I don't quite think I'm there yet. But, yeah, that's the plan right now. I'll be touring solo for my first time uh, Mm. since 2019. Yeah. Well, I toured with Erica a little bit in 2019, but... Um, 2018 2019 was majority by myself so i'll be doing that again i'm excited i'll hopefully have a new tour vehicle as well um yeah
1: what do you get the plan do you know what you're getting what kind of tour vehicle you're going to be getting? no
0: i i was i was thinking a van um maybe something with high clearance because i could take it four-wheel driving <laughs> because I like to do that, but it's been really hard to find anything. There used to be lines everywhere on the market, but there's just nothing right now. And I guess maybe Amazon and DHL bought a bunch of the big, like box style um, trucks and Sprinter vans. So there's not a lot of those available either. And if they are available, they're really marked up and they go really fast. So you have to be ready and waiting with cash in hand. Um, trucks and trailers are surprisingly more prevalent and about the same price. So I'm looking at maybe pulling a trailer as well. But it's mostly I can't really be too picky right now because the market is insane. Just like in the housing market, the, the car market's insane. Everyone wants to do van life right now. So everything is flying off the shelves, too. So you have to be ready.
3: Yeah, and I guess that would lead me to ask then, you know, we've seen you in your car. If you would then uh, possibly just go to, a, you know, a really fuel <clears throat> excuse me a fuel efficient car and possibly go that route for a year knowing just the shortage of vans and bigger vehicles
0: yeah that'd be it would be awesome but that is very expensive and honestly right now i need space because with mm-hmm. the pandemic still kind of being a thing i i am not quite ready to go fully back to staying with a uh, host year round i just don't think mm-hmm. it's a good idea i think we're gonna see more maybe more issues with the pandemic this year than we have before. Just. But like, I know it's a little bit more mild as they say, but um, I don't know. I I still think it's not quite time to bounce fully back to staying at host houses every single weekend, especially week after week after week. Um, So yeah, I I just need something a little bigger that I can uh, live out of if need be, especially on the in-between nights. Uh,
3: So speaking of houses, um, how is P. Cola, Pensacola becoming like this, hotbed for our, our uh, at, at least our elite level uh, women golfers but what's going on down <laughs> in Pensacola you I I mean- Paige and Alyssa just released their new YouTube series last night of their house and their story obviously Eric and Tina moving there I mean are, are you mm-hmm. oh gosh Dara are you a trendsetter did you did you get, bring everybody <laughs> to Pensacola
0: yeah i mean i can't blame people for following me into the light (laughs) no i mean i was born and raised here so like this is home um my and i felt like i was like the fourth or fifth generation in pensacola so it is i love it here i really do love my home but it is truly bizarre to see people moving here one after another i guess it is fairly inexpensive for the housing market it's more expensive here than it's ever been so it's weird to hear people Maybe their budgets are a little bit bigger, <laughs> but like, because uh, houses are expensive here right now. But I guess it is cheaper, maybe compared to the rest of the country. It is warm; it's Florida, um, so it's like it's a good place to spend an off season. We have a really nice beach too. Can't lie.
3: Who, who's, um, do you know of anyone else that's uh, that's teetering on the idea of of uh, calling Pensacola home? Are there other people? I, that's what I'm asking you. You have the answer. Is is Thomas Gilbert
1: moving? Is he coming? Is he going (laughs) to give up his Canadian (laughs) citizenship? Not that I heard of. (laughs) Okay.
0: Not that I heard of, but honestly, if anyone said they were, I wouldn't even be surprised anymore.
3: I just didn't know if you were, like, the official, like, disc golf welcoming committee to Pensacola. <laughs> like, that's the other hat you put on. Do you have glasses and a hat you can put on no. and show us that? No,
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: Well, if you're looking to buy a dog. house in Pensacola, you can use Nightberry Title as your title agency.
3: <laughs> yes. Reach out to Johnny V's company, who also operates down in Pensacola. Uh, Pensacola. And Destin. Uh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I remember that.
3: Yeah, I've been down there for that. So <laughs> Okay, so we're going to see you at uh, most of most of the events, uh, is what you were saying. Is there anything? Uh, you know, clearly you're an explorer, and then everybody can read it on Instagram. Wh- yeah, what? follow. By the <laughs> way, follow Madison's Instagram. If you yeah. just like,
1: let me put it this way: it's way less disc golf and way more adventure and wildlife. <laughs> and wildlife. Not uh, adventure is putting it a little I mean. exciting a few a few memes a yep, few memes okay. but in general it is it is one of the most enjoyable instagrams out there from any pro i think
0: oh thanks johnny v i
1: i check it every couple days
0: <laughs> i like i like to take pictures so there's a lot of nature pics um uh, but this year i'm excited uh abby who i toured with last year she's one of my best friends uh she can she hit the road she's a casual disc golfer that wanted to check out all the courses as well and we hit the road together the last couple of years, but she um, put in a bunch of permits for rivers. So I will again be grabbing my paddle periodically and floating a lot of rivers. So you can anticipate some footage from floating rivers in uh, 2022.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, just because we're here and it makes sense to throw it in there. What is your Instagram handle?
0: Uh, old, <laughs> old mad in the sea. It's like, it's like old man in the sea, the Hemingway book with mad instead of man. Um, I used to like Hemingway a lot. That was before my feminism. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a nerdy joke.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to switch gears. <laughs> um, so I think what I, maybe what I was going to ask is, uh, w- yeah, what exactly, w- what's still on your bucket list? Maybe let's go there. Or what's on your return to list uh, here in 2022? in terms of like places and nature. Yeah. And, and, and adventures and things of that kind. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I last year, I, the last two years I've spent most of my summer in Montana and I do always want to return there, but I think this year I am excited about spending a lot more time in Washington. I'm hoping to spend more time in Washington state. Um, so that's my number one return list. I got to spend a week and a half in Maine last year and I just absolutely love it there. So hopefully I get to go back to Maine, Um, yeah, it's a bit going to be a busy season, so I won't have as much adventure time as I would like. Um, but I think, yeah, Washington is going to be the most exciting time and then sprinkling a river here and there. There's too many rivers for me to even remember. I know one of them was the Green River in Northern Utah, and I'm very excited about that. Uh,
3: just for the fans out there, what's, what's your least favorite state? Where where don't you want to be?
0: The least favorite state? That's hard. I kind of like all the states.
3: Oh gosh. Are we I, going to,
0: You're supposed I to do. say something
3: to offend somebody? Come yeah. on, pick a state. Okay,
0: I okay, <laughs> I think oh my gosh. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I think it's Texas. <laughs>
3: wow. I didn't think she'd actually say I anything. Love,
0: <laughs> T- tra- I love I love Austin, but like it's either Texas or maybe the least amount of stuff I've done is in Nebraska. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I just have had some pretty funky times in Texas. I've also had some great times in Texas. So it's hard to like write it all the way off. But like, there's a certain area of Texas that I really don't like. I've Had some rough times in like Amarillo area. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, but Nebraska is the least, I probably have done the least stuff there, but Nebraska is really cool. I like all the old barns and tumbleweeds and stuff. I like all the States. Are- are I don't we... like the New Jersey Turnpike.
3: No, I don't think anybody <laughs> yeah, likes Yeah, I was going to say. I I, I,
1: nobody, I don't believe anyone's ever said, you know what I enjoy doing this week? Spending time on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, have anything? I know lined most people up? would
0: be like, I hate Mississippi, but I love Mississippi. I went to college there.
1: So mm. I like
0: I like all the states. Alabama, It's like that's like an hour from me. I love Alabama. I just like all the states.
1: Do you have anything lined up fun for when you're in Wisconsin? For the U.S. Uh, mints, women's? For U.S. women's?
0: yes i love wisconsin i think it's wonderful um but mostly it will be playing disc golf while in there sadly but i (laughs) think
1: madison's a great area though there's a lot of stuff to do around there well i was
0: gonna say that i don't want to say madison's a cool city because that sounds like i'm just making a joke about my name but i i really do love madison the city i think it's it's a really cool place i love all the it's just like seems very like you know farmy and Farm to tabley and community based, and I really like art, lots of art, and I just think it's a cool little town.
1: It, yeah, it's not little, but yes, it's a cu- it's a cool town. Cool it's, big town. It's it's a very cool big, very yeah, collegey seemed... liberal town.
0: Yeah, where I was, it seems so small. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, like, yeah you see were a ton of
3: it. Yeah, yeah, when you were here for Worlds in like Am Worlds in like sixteen, you, I mean, you were on the outskirts. You were out in Dane County at at uh you know token creek and some of our kind of some of those courses so i could see how just being on the east side of
1: madison yeah is, a little bit different as mm-hmm. opposed to downtown checking out the two yeah. lakes um uh, yeah there's there's a lot of great camping uh, uh canoeing that type of stuff all around the madison area
2: mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah i think oh, so
0: yeah i'm <laughs> I'll definitely be paddling. Wait, I don't think I need to say that. What are
1: you uh, laughing at, Tara Just you. Go hang out the, at the, uh, uh, Was it, the Mazamani Beach.
3: Mm. Okay. Do that.
0: You're going to have to remind me that. I'll ask you that again <laughs> later, Johnny V, because I don't know what the it's, hell word you just said. It's
1: the nude beach in Wisconsin that everyone oh. knows.
3: <laughs> don't tell her. <laughs> You'll figure things I'm out.
0: finally writing it down. Uh, <laughs> all right, <I'll> go. So,
3: <laughs> Excellent. So... Uh with regard, I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, how you were feeling in in 2020, and then you talk about uh, touring and, and just all the everything you feel about disc golf and where your life is and what you've been doing. And obviously, you have this uh, education that you work very hard for do they cross, do they cross over? Do you, do you, do you look beyond disc golf or where do you um, put yourself when you think about disc golf, the tour life as a professional athlete versus maybe something that is or isn't in your, you know, directly in your career path or field.
0: Well, there a crossover there
3: somewhere. Does there have to be?
0: Well, yeah, I think this job uh, with the pro tour is a nice little crossover, but it's not, it's more like, uh, sustainability and uh, like policy-ish mm-hmm. based whereas my field before was more like research-based and biological um but it's cool because there is definitely a crossover um i've already kind of felt my, myself aiming you know aiming back in the direction of my field um, of the sciences because i love it so much but this year i was supposed to play in the chain hawk insville florida but i backed out like shot right before I shot and it you know, my ass was very intense um and it took away all my practice days and even was going to leak over into one of the tournament days um so i backed out and a guy messaged me and he was like oh i wish you would have come i really wanted to meet face to face if you don't mind can we set up a uh, can we set up a facetime call and normally i'm like uh I don't know about that. Who are you, random What beach are you at? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Random man. But but he was like, oh, I'm a a professor at University of Florida, and I would love to chat. I love disc golf. I uh, loved your lionfish race. And so I sat up with him, and um, we had a meeting, and turns out he is an invasive species biologist at University of Florida. He works with mostly plants, but he saw the lionfish, which is an invasive species, on my Wraith, and thought that it was a cool crossover between his two of his loves, disc golf and invasive species. Um, So it turns out he, like, used to disc golf a bunch in the 70s and 80s. He knows a bunch of, like, the old legends and disc golf, but he chose science instead of disc golf. And he saw me as someone that chose disc golf instead of science. And so he said, I'm here for you if you ever want to make make moves back to your field. I know it can be difficult. It can be scary. It can be intimidating. So I'm here as a resource and as someone who's willing to help with recommendation letter writing and help just help you get reintroduced if you're interested in it. And it was, like, honestly, that one of the nicest and coolest things that's happened to me in a long time. So it's very exciting. It all over. It all circles back around. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and
0: his name it, is Stephen Inlow out of Gainesville.
3: Okay, um mm-hmm. which is awesome to hear that. It, I I think a lot of, especially when you're, I don't want to say Johnny and I missed the boat by any means, but knowing that we've seen disc golf from where it was and then now where it's going, obviously we didn't miss we, no boat. Well, I'm saying we're seeing more people. Uh, with the initiative to go to essentially jump right into disc golf as quickly as they can, whether that's high school, or maybe they're completing college, maybe they're not. Whatever the case is, obviously everyone's finding at a different age still, but people are jumping right into it. And and you and I'm going to say another Floridian in in Calvin, you both uh, got your uh, degrees, but then have taken disc golf as your path. And I always just think, mm-hmm. it, do you consider those, you know? Is that education always a fallback? Is it always there? Is it something mm-hmm. that you're actively thinking about? I, and I know you can't speak necessarily for Calvin, but one's got to think the same for him. If he w- if he wasn't as good as he is, would that be more on the forefront as opposed to, you know, on the back burner? Like, and, and heck, you and him could be insanely successful in disc golf, but still gravitate elsewhere just because you need to
2: yeah.
3: fill a different void. Maybe? No?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think right now there is kind of like a movement. I'm, I'm, I try to be on the TikTok and like mm, you know keep yeah. in touch with the youth.
3: You put down the Facebooks <laughs> to get to the TikTokers.
0: Got it. Yeah. Yes.
3: Check out Madison's
1: TikTok uh, no, for all I, the newest dances. Yes. Oh <laughs> yes.
0: God, no. <laughs> what if? I, but I do do TikTok karaoke. No, I'm just kidding. That would be horrible. But um, yeah, it would. no the uh, but I think there's like a massive movement right now with. With the younger generations than mine, um, where college is not necessarily as much of a path, like a required path, as it was for people my age, um, so I think that is a good thing. I mm-hmm. think college, college was some of my favorite years of my life. I feel like that's kind of a debaggy thing to say, but like I really <laughs> did love college. I thought it was great, and I had a great time. I feel like I learned a lot about myself and about growing up, and that in those years. And it was just, I love learning. I love studying. Um, I love reading about my field. So. Um, it, I think it's going to be better because people that will only go to college if that is what they're supposed to do, you know, um, and mm-hmm. not necessarily everyone has to go to college to have any sort of career or trade or path in life. And I, I think it's awesome that that's kind of opening up and changing a little bit. So that way, there's not millions of people in debt to student loans with a degree that they hate that they never felt called to do. So, um, yeah, I think it's awesome. And I, I think it's cool to see young people coming straight out of high school and going straight into disc golf. It's like that would have made everyone nervous 10 years ago and it was, you know, it did, but now I think it's definitely more feasible, especially now that disc golf is, can be a career. Uh,
3: Yeah. And then I'll, I'll take that even uh, to the next level and say, even if you don't succeed as a top level disc golfer, disc golf has blown up so much that there's other possibilities whether you're a brand manager or uh you could obviously be doing something in the world of media whether that's a podcaster or or announcer or or whatever working a camera commentary yeah there's so many other things that you can now branch into in terms of disc golf like when we had 10 different jobs in disc golf 20 years ago now there might be 50 Mm -hmm. different jobs in disc golf i mean you can become a special initiatives coordinator environmental person (laughs) i mean no No, there's just so many more opportunities honestly that your passion could lead you to and they may or may not require any kind of you know additional degrees or education um so yeah i think you're saying the possibilities are endless now which is awesome
0: yep and i'm glad that people are, are moving away from like one a one path kind of life because it doesn't need to or have to be one way or one right way
3: no i think uh yeah, ninety-eight degrees said it best. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I want it that way. No. Okay. So. <laughs> no. That might have been no. in sync, actually. That's but, not even ninety-eight sorry. degrees. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Come so on. I, I, I'm not Isn't mad I that I don't my know. Way? <laughs> I'm not mad that I that I was confused for a moment and wasn't <laughs> perfectly sure. I'm okay with that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, he was, uh, and he, so, he threw everything uh, Speaking of other jobs, disc golf commentary. Two Hot Geese came about and you, Erica, where, where, of course, but where, uh, where do you see that going? Is that something you can still pursue? Do you have the time? Do you have the, uh, the drive Um, to want to do it?
0: Kind of. I would, the, the time, time is always going to be the biggest issue and it it stinks because we are doing those post-produced commentary, uh, on tournament days we're doing mm-hmm. it the morning of and then competing that afternoon and it just it makes tournament days pretty busy and pretty tiring um so but i we are we are still going to try to do it i don't know if the pro tour is keeping media teams the same as they were or if they're going to do a shuffle so i don't even know if gk pro is covering fpo in 2022 i don't i don't know the answers that i haven't
1: I think Jeff, Look, I, I just listened to an interview with Jeff and I think he said, don't expect much change this year Okay. as far as post-production. Now, he didn't get into details, but my guess would, that would mean that we're not going to see much change in the, yeah. uh, uh, well, the groups so that cover what mean, divisions.
0: Yeah. But, okay. So, well, I mean, Erica and I... Uh, talked about it the other day and we both we both think that we have a good thing going and we got in good habits by the end of the year last year and we can make it work Um, so yeah we'd be excited and and people seem to receive it pretty well Um, so we're going to try to you know not just rest on our laurels because of that but um, get better and hopefully still bring the great hot delirious hot goose Commentary thats you sometimes <laughs> at seven a m
3: <laughs> what was the, what would be the number one thing you feel like you learned or grew with when it came to the commentary this year? Um,
0: that is a good question i think um, I think preparation is mm. maybe the the thing that I realized helps the most uh Erica was really. Uh, Erica was really, she loves doing commentary. I, and I don't know how many of you you guys listen to the Two Hot Geese do the FPO post-produce, but Erica, in my opinion, um, I was had been doing commentary for a couple years before that with the Pro Tour and with Terry. Um, but Erica came on, and she came on strong, and she really, really loves doing it. So having her as a commentary partner was awesome. Like She works really hard, and she cares about it a lot. And she would get disc lists from all the players. Um, So that we could talk about the discs and try to learn all the players bags, so that we can bring like more intelligent commentary and not just be like goofing off and giggling the whole time. Um, So I think that I think preparation was the biggest thing I learned how important that is and how much of a game changer it can be for commentary. Um, Also, we both learned that eating before we do it helps regardless of how early it is because erica's stomach growls so loud (laughs) if you tune in if you tune into some front nines you will hear it and um and i realize i can't put a damn sentence together without a snack (laughs) before the rounds my blood sugar does not allow for me to creatively put together words
3: (laughs) uh in it I know everybody has their their opinions on on this specific matter, but how important is it that disc names or the molds that someone is throwing? Do you feel that's crucial? to commentary is. Are you? I don't want to just say lazy if you're not doing it, but and the follow up to that is if it's used. Who's who's gaining the most by that? Is that the sponsor or is that the individual player? Is it
0: um, a retailer? We made it – we initially made it uh, not mandatory, but we just tried to really make sure we were saying discs that were the that specific player's signature disc mm. to help them sell discs because a big thing in FPO commentary – is highlighting the FPO players. They they don't get, they haven't in the past gotten as much media time as MPO and it's harder to sell discs. They don't sell as many discs. So like we're trying to really build the brand of the FPO players that are out there working their butts off. So that was like the start of it. But then we realized that uh, a lot of people were receptive to at least knowing if it was a fairway driver or a mid or a putter that people were throwing just um c- trying to understand shot selection because a lot of people are, yeah they're watching the post-produced rounds because they're fans but also people are trying to learn and trying to to grow their own game so i think it's helpful to at least be able to know if it's a uh you know what's kind of speed range of disc it is that players mm-hmm. are throwing and why and like at least speculate why they're choosing that disc in that situation
3: okay yeah i it, i i just know it's an ongoing makes it debate more yeah, and I feel like yeah. it's an. I, I love the idea of sharing. It's a. It's a mid, or it's a driver, it's a fairway. I love that sharing. I'll say that generic information, mm-hmm. and I've always just been challenged with the idea of of saying, "Oh, yeah, this is so and so's or destroyer, or octane, or whatever." Well, I
0: mean, it is so hard. That's why I was giving Erica such big props. It's like, I mean, it's her getting those lists was like a whole nother job in and of itself. And also, a lot of times, players aren't receptive to wanting to send you their disc lifts after every single round, especially Mm -hmm. (laughs) players that are making lead card round after round after round. You know, they just kind of expect you to learn their bag. So, like, all the props go go to Erica for, for getting that together. It's not something that I think I would follow up with doing if I was doing commentary on my own. Maybe I would, you know, talk to players during rounds while I was playing with them and try to remember stuff, but getting those lists together and being that organized is... I mean, it's tough. It what, is
3: tough. What have you... Yeah, and I, I just want to throw one final statement on that. I don't necessarily go out and, and learn or memorize or, or look at them. I almost do it intentionally. Um, I, it's not because I'm lazy. I just I don't feel as if it's as crucial when I say this is a firebird or a trespass or a felon or a whatever. I always think about those discs are beat to a certain level and worn in or maybe some kind of a special such and such that really nobody else is getting their hands on or so and so has the the very first prototypes but yet no one else can really get their hands on them and i always feel as if i love the idea of giving a generic reference to the maybe the disc mold but more so to the disc shape and or design more so than worrying about. Well, that's his fourth run. Nate Sexton, you know, Champion Glow, Understand <laughs> yeah. Firebird, you know, with a white yeah. stamp and a so-and-so design, you know, but
4: pastry dies on top. What's
3: the foil? Yeah, the foil. The foil. It's a heart foil. No, no, no wait. That's his that wonderful red foil. What the heck
0: else are you talking about during coverage? <laughs>
3: I don't know, it's, flowers? I, I just Trees? Yeah. Terry trees. likes to talk about trees. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll sidetrack yeah. for a second told here. I,
0: need to stop, <laughs> I get told I need to stop laughing, so I'm going to try to fill this time with molds or something else that is not funny at all.
3: <laughs> yep, molds. Moldy <laughs> stuff, not funny. Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> molds and spores. How many birds can you identify, and do you like it that everyone refers to you as the bird woman?
0: I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm honored.
1: <laughs> Is it the bird woman or the crazy bird woman? Because that's two different things.
3: Uh-oh. I like
0: both. I will. I will respond to both.
3: Okay. <laughs> Because I think um, Dustin, who's on the board, him and I were just doing commentary. I think uh, with regard to the Jubilee, which you of course featured in, and I he heard a bird, or I heard a bird or something. He said, "I don't know. We got to ask Madison what that is." Like that's the default answer. I mean, you are quite the uh, the reference point. Anytime a bird is heard anywhere, it's just assumed that oh, we should probably ask <laughs> Madison. Does that mean?
0: Yeah, I, are you smart I or crazy? why can't it be both (laughs) bear bear we don't need to draw lines here there's no boundaries all
3: right all right
0: Um, she's into ornithology i I actually never studied ornithology ever i never even took an ornithology class um i just like it and I, i got a job as a bird biologist after college um by accident sort of the oil spill happened in my hometown um, and so I started working there and it turned into a full time birding position. Um, so I was kind of forced to learn stuff, but I always had like birds and now I just truly genuinely like them. I like, don't go anywhere without my binoculars. So in bird calls are so much fun.
3: <laughs> What's your best bird call? Don't
0: ask me to do one. Yep. I knew yeah. that was This is coming. a Smashbox <laughs>
3: exclusive. What is your best bird call? Let's hear it.
0: No. I am not. We're waiting.
3: No, we're going <laughs> to awkwardly think, stare I'm at my, you till we get one.
0: No, my favorite one is the bard owl, but it's like I I do it best when I hear it right, you know, like right before and I like respond. Yeah, I have a funny story. You want the story, and story? No,
3: we want a bird First call, I want Madison. First bird call then the story. <laughs> Any bird call. And we're not even going to know if it's good or bad. What do we know? We're idiots. Give us a bird call, Madison.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: That sounded just like a bird call.
3: I did. And our that's, first ever. Owl. <laughs> okay. First ever bird call. 387 episodes in. I think it's our first. I'm going to say it is. So. Oh, I that's it is too That's going to be an NFT tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, what's your story?
0: <laughs> um, so, one time, me and Calvin were out looking for arrowheads um, in Georgia. and Or, I mean, fossils. You're not allowed to look for arrowheads. <laughs>
3: Busted. <laughs> so busted. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, you're going to jail. So we, bird jail. So you jail bird. So we,
0: we're out and it's raining. Like It is pouring down rain. And I heard, and we're not finding. I actually had, I mean, we didn't find anything.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. I'm butchering this. I'm butchering this. No, no you're doing great. Myself. This is awesome. This is <laughs> right the feds here. are not watching. Oh.
0: <laughs> Well, so we're, we're out looking and it's pouring and a, and a a barred owl calls and it's my favorite bird call. And I, so I just, whatever, we're staring at the ground and I just called back and Calvin like turns around and looks at me and he's like, dang, that was good. And then as he's talking, um, a barred owl, the barred owl calls back from like, it's like way out in the woods somewhere. It calls back. And I was like, just kind of like chuckled to myself and was like, huh? <laughs> and like kept walking. And Calvin's like, what are you doing? Do it again. Like see if it calls back. So I did it again. It called back. Did it again? It called back. And it started, it was like getting closer. And Calvin was like, keep doing, keep doing it, keep doing it. So I kept doing it. And <laughs> next thing you know, uh <laughs> like a red a red-shouldered hawk also started calling, which is weird. And it was the red-shouldered hawk was like in a tree right next to where we were walking. And so I look up, I'm like, oh my God. And and I'm not going to do that call for you because I will, bl- I will break a speaker doing that <laughs> word call. But, and at, so the red shouldered hawk comes out and as it comes out, the owl flies out too. And the red shouldered hawk turns out is dive bombing on the owl. Cause the thought it thought the owl was coming to try to like mess with it and like in its territory. So the owl is following my call and the red shouldered hawk is dive bombing the owl to get it out of its territory. And so the owl flies across the street, like trying to get this hawk off of it and it's looking over its shoulder, all frazzled, looking at me like, what the hell are <laughs> what you? But
1: you did, like, lady. Like, like, <laughs> this is because
0: of you. you? <laughs> yeah, it like landed in this little tiny pine branch that was too heavy. And it was like, you know, up and down. The feathers are all frazzled. And it's just looking at me like, why are you messing with me like this? <laughs> I thought this was real. <laughs> I felt terrible.
3: Oh, wow. You, you oldies. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yep. I know. I felt awful.
3: Wow. And but and yet you and you don't have is. your own show. Huh. This is, this is. We've got
1: an owl that lives in our backyard that I hear at night sometimes. I'm going to have to have Madison come and talk Dude, to it. The owl we'll whisper? I, I have no idea. I don't know. It, it makes who <laughs> noises. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, whoo.
3: whoo <laughs> Yo, kind See, of thing. He's got and it. it <laughs> yeah. That's
1: about as good as it gets here. Uh,
3: uh, <laughs> Madison, so w- yeah. we wouldn't be most people know this podcast is incredibly hard-hitting and uh Mm -hmm. all the highest (laughs) all all the most significant controversies and gotcha journalism gotcha journalism and hard-hitting you know we get right to it no bsing around so with that in mind we have to ask why does everybody think you and calvin are dating or have dated or are dating i
0: thought you were gonna say like is this owl story going to be on Ulti World tomorrow. Like, that's, I thought you were saying my story. No, was we got to we got to get head.
3: down to the nuts and bolts, the real business, because mm-hmm. everybody in the chat needs to know yep. or wants to know. Why don't you tour with because, him? Why don't you, you know, yeah. all that stuff?
0: Well, we're because he, he's my best friend, and I think everyone is still hesitant to believe that men and women can be best friends, and mm. that's it. Um, so. That's that. Sorry to bust anyone's romantic bubbles.
1: <laughs> I was totally standing them but... too. I've I've got behind the curtain. <laughs> I've got the Madison <laughs> Calvin. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have I to take know, it I down think, now. I honestly, gotta fix Calvin
0: and I. D- if Calvin and I dated it would be just like so weird for Zach, you know? Like we can't leave him out. Yeah,
1: that's that's true. Because we <laughs> or, his, or Zach's wife.
0: It'd be so weird. <laughs> yeah, whatever. She'd be like, I need mean, you guys are supposed to keep Zach away.
1: <laughs> please can you can you please take him? Take all take right. him out of the house.
3: All right. All right. So we just want to make sure it's out there. I, fair or not, I know it's it's not anyone's business, but it is, but it's not. So it's I not. that's why we had to ask. Just because of how serious we take our job, and and it's loud and clear, uh, Calvin turned you down. Okay, so we're gonna move on. <laughs> he's
1: holding
3: no. up for he's holding up for Zach. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. Whew. All right, the air is clear finally. Um, <laughs> Wow, is there anything we have? I don't
0: know if is it not obvious that I only date owls.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's a valid point. (laughs) With a call like that, then we all know why. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I just don't feel so bad.
1: (laughs) Someone said the hot goose catfished an owl, Uh. so.
3: <laughs> yeah, we have it all.
0: Talented goose. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh yeah. Uh is there anything we haven't uh un uncovered that we need to talk about here tonight? I mean, now that we got you with all the gotcha questions, <laughs> I feel and, like
0: I've, I've, yeah, I've given you all my deepest <laughs> and darkest secrets at this point. <laughs> um, what else do you want from me?
3: <laughs> well, uh, y- in all seriousness, a, pe- a few people have reached out again. Uh, whether you share, well, you'll put it on on your socials or wherever you're going to put it, with regard to disc you're looking for, and then mm-hmm. one of the main components to that is that they're the lighter weight versions. So, yep. like like 155 to 165
0: type well, weight. So on the Does on it, the I, document. That I'll be yeah. releasing it has the weight classes that okay. I'm looking for. I have okay. I'm like it's like an, a pretty exhaustive document, so it has everything all the details on it all the juicy details
3: dang you are so needy like oh, i'll take a 166 <laughs> so don't give me no 171s i need please a 166 please help
0: me <laughs> yeah 167 not interested
3: <laughs> yeah that's a hard pass um all right i don't know if we have anything else for you then unless you've got other things you... are you
0: sure i mean this has been a pretty quick
1: interview <laughs> yeah
3: that's what we're known for yeah timeliness it's only been an hour and 15
1: minutes like jeez
3: yeah, actually, yeah, we're kind of bored with you. Otherwise, we'd keep you longer. I mean, some people are two or three hours. But, no, um, I do feel like uh, I think we've covered just about everything. Uh, like I said, unless you have other things you want to share, you got any secrets? We will um, anyone. Uh,
0: no. Um, you know, I think I'm considering leaving the Disc Golf Tour to join the Pickleball Tour because I, that is all I do with my spare time anymore.
1: You play, I mean, I play and watch, golf. but, I mean...
0: I, yeah, I play. I watch it. I watch YouTube videos. Um, I'm oh, playing in a, tur- a pickleball tournament on Saturday.
1: Do- is it your first pickleball tournament, or have you played other pickleball tournaments? First one ever. Singles, doubles.
0: Um, doubles.
1: I think what? Ah, eat it, Miller. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's your partner? Eat you didn't think you could get a partner? <laughs> partner. <laughs> Who's who? D- is your so? <laughs> would, would oh, be know- careful, Johnny. Be careful. <laughs> I I don't want to be TMZ. Would we know your partner?
0: No, no. Okay, it's just a, someone a, in the
1: pickleball community. His name is James.
0: Well, he's from Mobile. <laughs> he's from Mobile. Um, he, yeah, he's not a disc golfer.
3: Is he he's over 55? No. Okay. <laughs> so okay. he's, he's not, one of them young pickleballers. Like it, but he is not. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in all seriousness, you very much championed and promoted and played and big ambassador and advocate for spikeball and where, where are you with spike ball i know you were i mean taking that really more serious than most of our other disc golfers were even though we've we've seen a number of disc golfers play it yeah um,
0: i competed in the national championship
3: exactly so that's why i ask where where's how does spike ball you know take a back seat now to pickleball like
0: wh- well it's hard to find people to play spike ball when you're 33 um because hmm. it is a little bit uh more of like a game of, of like cutting and diving it's a little mm. bit more like body intensive and it's hard to find people to play with um so that's why it's taken a it back seat so you have to have four people whereas pickleball you can just show up to any pickleball court and you're going to probably find someone to play with uh immediately and there's it's like pickleball i think pickleball might be the only sport that grew faster than disc golf in the past couple of years
3: yeah right? i i, that, I mean is that, is that a, air hockey or nice i uh floor hockey yeah i just i think of
1: almost every niche sport seems to say that they've grown so much especially during the pandemic like it, it ones that were outside Fastest or socially growing distant. Sports. Yeah. yeah, we've heard that from a lot of different sports but i to yeah. be fair i i do feel like just from this side pickleball has grown exponentially based on the fact that i've seen at least two or three courts go up in downtown and downtown milwaukee and the surrounding yeah, areas it's just packed, always yeah every time there's there's it sounds really weird and creepy but there's literally one under a bridge in downtown milwaukee where they had just dead <laughs> they had dead space and they're like hey let's put a pickleball court here and it's right that across cool it's right it's right across from the uh like the market I consider people...
0: being a troll there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I,
3: mean... I, I don't think that's pickleball they're playing down there. I know I'm not going. <laughs> oh
0: my god! Here, okay. There
1: you would.
3: So it is, it is pickleball, Miller. <laughs> uh, and, and why I find all, all this a little bit humorous with regard to pickleball, and and like disc golf, it's been around for a long time. It's just now gaining mm-hmm. like this notoriety because I think back in, I want to say it was 2006 or 2007, a gentleman. Approached the Wisconsin Senior Olympics, of which I sat on that board. I remember you telling me. And I was promoting disc golf to try and get disc golf into the Senior Olympics. And he came along and he was the disc golf guy of pickleball. Like he was all pickleball. Dave Eislin, I still remember his name. And he told me about tournaments in Florida and Arizona. This was 2007. And there was, mm-hmm. I think, literally a handful of states that even cared about what pickleball was. And now we've seen yep. this explosion. So it's it is pretty... mean, there's
0: like three different tours, pickleball tours, mm-hmm. like professional pickleball tours.
3: okay so give us some expectations and thoughts going into this weekend like give us the format you say doubles but what does the format mean and and like what are entries and
0: it's just a charity tournament so it's it's not for fun like we're trying to we're trying to do well but like it's uh, I think it was $20 a person or $40 a team Um, it's double elimination there's different uh, levels so you can I think it goes from a two five all the way up to a five, I think, or maybe there's players that are five point fives now, but, um, I'm around a three ish. Mm. Um, I just started playing like in November. So like, I'm and I don't have any racket sport background. So like, that's not bad. Um, the guy I'm playing with is like a three, five, I think, or maybe a four, like closer to a four, but he's playing three, five and I'm going to play, like, we're going to average out and play in the three, five division and see how we do.
3: Okay, so right there, of I'm course, get that's picked
0: on on the pickleball court a lot. Uh, well, that that spurs
3: well, so many more questions as you're giving, throwing out these half numbers. Are are that's like
1: their rating? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my
3: question is, what what do those mean in disc golf ratings? And and then what's like the highest rating? You just said I heard a five point five. Is that the is that the highest? I think
0: I think I'm I'm still pretty new to all of this too. But I think a five was the highest, and now maybe a five five. They're like rating people higher, like a five two five or something. Um, but it it's mostly on who you're beating and how like if you're beating mm. the people that you're projected to beat, I guess. Um, okay. I don't quite understand it. I honestly haven't done a lot of work to understand it. I just know where I am, so I knew what, where to enter this tournament. <laughs>
3: i I mean the whole question of and and this i love seeing this because i felt all the same way about racquetball a few years ago when i got introduced to it and got really involved and then immediately just like disc golf like okay well is there a racquetball league are there tournaments can i go play where would Mm -hmm. i you know rank myself and how much does it cost do i have to be a national racquetball member you know like a Mm -hmm. pdga member all those questions come flooding in Uh, and i think about as you're just saying like is it assumed that whoever beats you this weekend is a sandbagger? I mean, is that just the automatic <laughs> well, assumption? I
0: actually, that's, that was my first question. I was like, how, how do they like keep people from sandbagging? Like, cause I, I, I like, it seems like such a loose scale. So I, I wish I could speak more to that, like um, be more intelligent to all of that. But I honestly, I don't know. I just know, was trying to get what, where I was supposed to be. Um, but I, I do know that we're playing people in the 3-5 division that are playing to win the 3-5 division, not because they're not rated technically closer to four. Does that make sense? So, I, like, it kind of feels like sandbagging, but I don't know. I guess, I think maybe you have to win, to, like, a division and not move up for it to be sandbagging.
3: Huh. I, well, we're clearly going to need an updated report uh, post-pickleball tournament to get all the, the deets Ah, uh, Johnny gonna, has googled pickleball. Is what this going to be live
1: streamed anywhere that we can watch?
0: No, but you guys are more than welcome to come and do it. It's on Saturday, Daphne, Alabama.
3: Oh, I was just in Daphne. <laughs> Wonderful, I was. Yeah, <laughs> Daphne is. I stayed up in Daphne, which is right down by Fairhope.
0: Maybe did, I'll maybe I'll set up my old GoPro. <laughs> It's awesome footage
3: <laughs> that would
1: yes please do we will, we will play it next week I just did a quick search as the pickleball world championship purse money just as a reference and the 2019 pickleball world championships had a total purse of a hundred thousand dollars the highest pickleball tournament payout to date so mm-hmm. you can
0: and yeah. I can see how they have some money too because pickleball shoes and pickleball rackets are expensive and you have to replace mm-hmm. them regularly so there there's definitely going to be some big purses in the future in pickleball
3: I was just going to say, you know, like tennis and so many of those other, you got to assume there's going to be a manufacturer, then probably an official manufacturer, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and then that's where we're going to largely gain our sponsorships. Now, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but per my introduction to Pickleball with Dave Islin 15 years ago, Pickleball was 100% a senior-centric uh, uh, sport that that's who was playing in it was taught maybe in washington where i think it originated mm-hmm. and and in minneapolis it was played at a few you know in gym class and a few gym classes around the country but for the most part you're talking like 50 and 60 year olds and older was the key demographic right
0: mm-hmm.
3: is that how much is that changing i mean who are you seeing out there a
0: lot Um, it, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, what's cool about pickleball is the place where I play in Daphne has six courts that are really nice and it's always busy. And at any moment you can look around and there's people all the way from, you know, nine years old up to like 80 years old. Like there's people of all ages playing and even mixed on one court. So, and like even one of the, one of the women that's like top five in the world right now is I think, I don't know, she's like 14 years old or something. She's like super young. So it's, um, it's a sport for all ages. It started out, I think, as a sport more targeted towards seniors because it's a smaller court and it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of chessy, like it's more about being smart than it is about running around. Um, so I think that's why it was popular with older people, but now it's definitely elevating. Um, and it's, people are like the tennis players are coming in and just absolutely dominating and a lot of younger really athletic players are coming in and changing the way the game is played so yeah i think it'll it'll change a a lot in the next couple years
1: are you a member of the ppa the pro pickleball player association
0: i don't know if (laughs) that's a real thing i'm just guessing no you don't you don't have to be a member right now from what i understand okay it's more like you just have to enter tournaments and then you're entered Hmm. but no i basically right now i just like it because you can just head to the core and just like beat up on old people all the time <laughs>
3: nice which <laughs> oh, is what you're best poning pwn, old people I, I like that i'm yeah. just
0: kidding no the old people just absolutely <laughs> destroy me like they're uh, so good
3: i, I remember I'm, like, running
0: around like a crazy person like sweating and they're <laughs> yeah. just like not even breaking a sweat just like dominating
3: i mean i feel like there's uh, of course you could probably say that about you know most of your uh, net sports of that nature but i feel like that was very much what i learned in in racquetball that it it was more about placement and strategy than necessarily yeah. how quick or fast you were um totally. you know to some degree and then until you're evenly and about
0: matched racket control
3: yeah. yeah yeah uh and it was funny because this gentleman that i met at the time he like talk about a an echo of what I was his complaint his challenge was there weren't any courts there were literally like only a handful of courts in all of Wisconsin at that time and he was you know breaking down the size and where they could be implemented how he could get funding for them and how popular it was it was and how it was growing and now like you're saying there's there's pickleball courts everywhere I well, think
1: the next thing is I, I noticed in a little bit of Research that I've done in the past, not just tonight, but a lot of tennis clubs are actually converting tennis courts Mm -hmm. to pickleball courts or double dipping.
0: Yes, definitely.
3: So maybe we should have done this 20 minutes ago, but for anyone who doesn't know what pickleball is and they're wondering what the the hell are you talking (laughs) about? Madison, can you you want to break it down for the for all our viewers that are thinking like, what the hell are they keep talking about?
0: Yeah. So it's on like a, I play outdoor pickleball, but there's also indoor pickleball. You can play either on like a tennis court type substrate, or you can play, uh, indoors, usually on like a wooden basketball court type thing. The lines will be painted or like a volleyball court. Um, I prefer outdoor pickleball. It's a smaller court than tennis. It's kind of like a mixture between tennis and ping pong. Um, but you're playing with a carbon fiber or like plastic-y type paddle. It started out as a wooden paddle, but no one uses those anymore besides mm. an introductory kits. And then you play with a wiffle ball. Um, the outdoor ones have more holes and the indoor ones have less holes. So it's a, like indoors a little bit faster, a little bit more active, whereas outdoor it's like you're thinking about the wind and um, it's a little bit more smart, like based on being smart weather rather than being fast. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, It's awesome. There's a a, a area next to the net that you can't hang out in. So you can't just like go up to the net and just hammer it back and forth at each other. You have to be back from the net a little bit and you have to let it bounce on the serve and on the receive. And then after that, it's all kind of uh, patterns. They call it uh, working into your patterns on the pickleball court. So
1: have you played against uh, Zach Melton yet?
0: Uh, Zach is actually who introduced me to pickleball
1: okay i I know Um, i know he's played dickerson has played uh bobby and robert mccall have played in doubles tournaments in the past
0: yep they that's that whole group got me into it and i just uh i met a guy here in pensacola at a close friend's little backyard party um and i was like oh yeah i've just been trying to play pickleball i play with my sister one-on-one occasionally but we don't know what we're doing he's like oh i'm obsessed you should come out and play and I have not been able to put my paddle down since like I play all the time.
3: (laughs) One of my big hesitations to getting into a racquetball tournament was the fact that I definitely didn't know all the rules, and and I again I equate that to disc golf. You show up to your first tournament, some overachievers will read the rule books, you know, front to back, maybe even become a certified official. And if they signed up for the PDG and done all all that other stuff, and some people will just show up and be like, "Whoops, I didn't know I couldn't do that." Where so where <laughs> where are you on the rules with uh, pickleball? Do you feel like you're you got them all locked in? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, I've got them locked in. I uh, so like the well the guy that i met his name's heath he like is kind of like a coach personality like he really likes teaching people stuff so he has been um kind of helping and i want to get better because in reality the main reason is so that this year on tour i can beat zach Mm. um on the pickleball court (laughs) i'm just kidding no i just (laughs) uh, really like it um but he no he's been teaching me the ins and outs that's who i'm playing with this weekend and uh so I've been learning a lot of ru- all the rules and then a lot of strategy um, from from Heath by and then a lot of rec play. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hip to all the rules. And I watch a lot of pickleball on YouTube. So that's how I spend my time, my spare
2: time.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Who is that you know of? Who's the best disc golfing pickleball player right now that we have that you know?
0: uh i would say probably me
1: <laughs> nice <laughs> you, that, that's you're a no i'm just kidding you're a three
0: five no, i'm just kidding I, no no i'm not a three five no i think <laughs> i think uh in pickleball just like a lot of other sports it really matters um if your reach really matters calvin's actually really good at pickleball he played a couple times when he visited um i think calvin's awesome zach I haven't played with Zach in long enough to be able to tell whether he's good or bad, but he used to be really good. Um, (laughs) A couple of times, Katrina and Austin came out, and I remember Mm -hmm. Katrina being good. like Volleyball translated pretty well because she used to play volleyball, and she was pretty good on the pickleball court. Um, Yeah. I don't know who the best person is. We'll find out this year whenever I have a little more knowledge going into the court.
3: The pickleball throwdown. I'm excited.
1: I, I expect a side uh, game at the DDO from everybody. So everyone's, you know, we'll stream it. There will be. There will be lots. Yeah, let us know. We'll stream that like Tuesday afternoon or something.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Katrina, uh, can you tell the world where she's uh, her sponsor? We, we didn't want to spoil it, so we figured you could just yeah, share it with everybody.
0: Yeah, I can give you all the details right now. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I'm guessing as much as everybody else. I wish I knew. Huh, okay. I, I okay. like, honestly, it's, I think it's crazy that they're, that it's like taken this long. I like, you know, I, I hope everything was okay as far as like figuring stuff out it wasn't because of like problems, but um, yeah, I'm excited to hear, you know, I'm sure her contract, I don't know if they're going to announce details of her contract, but I'm sure her contract will be pretty groundbreaking in FBO.
1: I hope so. It should be, it should be, but let's actually, mm-hmm. now that we've kind of swung back into disc golf a little bit um, mm-hmm. MVP, you talked about a tour series disc, Mm-hmm. Do, do you have a disc picked out?
0: No, not yet. She doesn't know what she's um, throwing I have, next
1: week. Well, I, I know. She, she doesn't have discs yet. I but even, I but,
0: haven't even tested most of the molds, honestly. But, but I'm loving the Servo right now. I, I've i been throwing a lot of the Plasma Servo, which is a six-and-a-half speed driver. <laughs> Love that. Ooh, if you could just um, match
3: your pickleball rating to that, you'd be sad. I actually...
0: <laughs>
1: They ever used a disc as a God. pickleball racket?
3: Hence That's the servo. Scary. That was
0: such a bad joke. <laughs> Hence so the servo.
3: Also. I mean, come on! This is oh all my too God, easy. Serve. Yeah. Wow. Huh? Let huh? me write these multiple down. Multiple yes. levels. Steve. Yes, you can recycle those. I know how you feel um, about that.
0: <laughs> so I'm liking the. I have them all right next to me. I, oh, I like the servo a lot. I like the hex. I'm loving the hex. Um, it is an axiom mid range, and I'm liking the volt a lot okay um and let's see uh oh the the virus what an unfortunate name for a disc though <laughs> but i do love the virus <laughs> yeah. um uh yeah and the it, signal
3: okay um mm-hmm. and then- the
0: signal is like a really flippy six and a half speed driver and um it's it's so much fun to throw in the woods but now, right now, I really just want backups to my servo and my signal because I throw them all the time.
3: And now I know uh, again, this is still relatively recent, and you're you're hunting things down. But have you had conversations with other uh, other pros on MVP? Uh, I, I think of other FPO pros, Sarah obviously Hokum, Elaine King. Mm-hmm. Have you had conversations yep, with with them yet? Have you? Um,
0: no, they they've all put, like offered offered help for talking um about molds and that they're literally on my list to call tomorrow i wanted to get the list together and have like a bunch of questions to ask before i just called people and were like tell me about discs because that's like a really overwhelming question <laughs> uh
1: out of the kansas city area kim and nova both mvp i believe so mm-hmm. yeah they, they, they reach they out too to them. quite active i talked I to
0: jessica oleski i have a local yeah. in my mm-hmm. area named brit who throws mvp so yeah they're all they're coming out of the woodworks and being very helpful.
1: <laughs> all those gyro heads
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. love the gyro heads.
1: We'll make it a thing if it's not already.
3: yeah sure we'll we'll go with that. And then obviously, I mean I, I think ahead to the MVP open and you know such a an iconic place to be and then the way MVP has become the title sponsor. Uh, out there at Steve's property, I, I don't know if that'll make it feel any more special. I don't know how you can make that event and place feel any more special than it already is, but uh, that should be exciting as well.
2: Yep,
0: it is very exciting, and like it does make it a little bit more special.
3: <laughs> awesome. All right, Mads. Well, I think that's all we got for you now. This time, maybe
0: you're finally bored with me.
3: Uh, well, I mean, we've got a long
1: time. I've got secret MVP news I can't share. So. What? Oh, yeah, so stuff do she doesn't I. even know. Oh. Okay, tell us.
3: You can share it. We're here. We're here.
0: I can't. I'm (laughs) not allowed to. Yes, me neither.
3: It's just us. It's just us here. It's the two of us plus an owl. I literally signed an
1: NDA in the air (laughs) and said I wouldn't say anything. So Uh,
0: I didn't sign an NDA in the air, but I I I did. The person I was talking
1: to made me sign an NDA in the air. So
0: (laughs) no, but there's going to be exciting MVP stuff.
1: There is some great MVP news coming out soon
0: mm-hmm
3: okay <laughs> well uh and then as a, i did get a quick update uh someone said that the sponsorship for uh katrina was delayed because a whole bunch of the the uh, merchandising and stuff that they did up for her uh was spelled with her last name a-l-a-n they spelled alan wrong oh so they had my to
0: god they
3: had to delay things uh largely because of that so
0: what are they going to
1: do with all that?
3: I don't know. Cause I made all that up. That's not true. All
1: right. Oh, so Mad- <laughs> Madison, do you, don't ever believe anything he ever says? <laughs> Never. Like, I Never. just don't
0: understand why you would make up a lie that dumb hair bear, bear.
1: Because you believe <laughs> because it. You
3: totally believe yeah. it. I know, but you
0: guys all you you already know I'm gullible. It's not. Like a, it's it's like the cake Madison. is too easy to get to right now.
3: If there was a fish that would buy that hook, line, and sinker, what fish would that have been, Madison? Oh my What's the gosh. most gullible fish?
0: <laughs> a mad dog fish. <laughs> god uh, <laughs> i can't believe i just believed you i really can't stand myself sometimes
3: just, well join the club all right well we encourage everyone we got to see madison play uh again pre-mvp check out the jubilee uh also uh you know you were there uh largely to show support for other uh fpo competitors and and that was talked about within the video uh also um Uh, the winner, I guess I won't spoil the winner went on to also talk about, um, you know, everything that went into being at that event and certainly commend you for all of your support and your inclusion, uh, that you spoke of earlier. And, and we're hoping to see a little bit more love shared around throughout the entire disc golf community. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, of course.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is MVP Madison,
1: Madison. Thank you for joining the show. Regardless of Terry, (laughs) We appreciate it.
0: I know why. Every time, every time, I regret it, and not no. only because of Terry, not because of you, Johnny V. Or I'm Thanks. sure, I'm sure the Smashies are being really nice. You guys are they, always so nice. They
3: are. They are. You're welcome back any week, except for next week. Every week. No, next week I want to hear about her pickled pickle tournament. We need an update. Oh
0: yeah, I'll be coming at you with the GoPro footage,
3: <laughs> <laughs> like the
1: first GoPro four or something. Uh, from- no,
3: it's probably an original GoPro. Yeah. yeah is it mounted on a helmet right now i
0: don't e- i don't even have a gopro i lied. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, oh my god how did i believe that <laughs> it's probably you probably do mounted on a helmet somewhere you should go put a helmet oh on all right madison we love you we appreciate you thanks for joining us tonight seriously thank and you, uh look forward to seeing you hopefully somewhere on the road in the next couple of weeks
1: all on tour follow yeah. madison walker
3: all right yeah. have a good night
0: thank you guys for having me you too
3: thanks awesome. madison good night
1: All right. Madison Walker, one of my most favorite and most gullible people on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Mads! Uh, well, thank you so much for uh, Madison joining us tonight. She wasn't the only person that's been talking a little bit about contracts, as we alluded to. Of course, Katrina Allen will be. We'll see an announcement from her tomorrow with her name spelled correctly, I'm sure. Uh, but also uh, Cynthia Ricciotti. We saw her. She uh, make an announcement, right?
1: Yeah, she made a move a couple well, a week or two ago. She so that she wouldn't be with Dynamic Disks anymore and uh, i am not going to call this a shocker but she <laughs> has moved over to Discmania where uh she will be one of i think on the tour series i, I i'm not i'm not 100% or tour team i'm not tour, team, tour is the team official title Yes, the tour team so uh Cynthia moving over to Discmania as many of you probably know she is her and Kyle are currently dating and Kyle is also on Discmania although she did say that she had been speaking with Discmania since before she had uh I think met I don't know if met Kyle or was dating Kyle. So either way, uh congratulations to Cynthia. Uh, I'm excited to see Discmania's FPO uh side gr- continue to grow over here in the states.
3: Yeah, uh, and funny, I was just actually reading a, a note a um an M- or sorry, an Innova uh, sponsored female said she was a little surprised to see that uh, she didn't think that she claimed that she didn't think that Discmania sponsored females which of course they have they but have. it has not been a they, uh, nearly as deep as what you've seen obviously sure. on an mpo side yeah, a that's, while that's, that's i mean i just common. think
1: a while ago they used to sponsor hand mcbeth mm-hmm. and ella hansen is currently sponsored on their I don't know if it's their tour team or
3: their or highest level, their team. highest
1: level team, whatever that team is. I'm sorry, Discmania. I don't know your teams. And now
3: Cynthia Ricciati. So congratulations. Okay. Um, this weekend, I'm going to give a quick uh, heads up. Going to be heading back to Arizona. I was just there a couple weeks ago for the Shelly sharp. And just because I, I want to take one for the team. I will leave <laughs> Wisconsin. I will head to Arizona. I will deal with that sunshine just for you guys. You sunburnt. I'm sure I will. I know. You I think will. that's a given. <laughs> um, but I will deal with that. I will suffer through at least three days of it uh, to go to Maricopa, where I am super excited. I believe it's the ninth annual Maricopa Open. I think I've been there for probably six or seven of them, maybe even eight or nine, eight of them, seven or eight of them. But super excited to head over there. Uh, get to spend some time with Amy, Joe, and Hav, a couple of Michigan transplants that have been my hosts there for many years. And uh, they're going to be three rounds. Rounds played, I believe it's the first round at the Copper Sky course, and then the next two rounds will be played at a stretched out Maricopa Meadows course. So I am very much looking forward to that this upcoming weekend. You guys will see some post-production all out on the Disc Golf Guy channel. And then obviously, as I just mentioned, plenty of action uh, from the Jubilee, which was posted next up. We've got some Bay County kickoff that's going to be coming up on my channel here in a little while as well. What else do we see in the news? Anything on the the DGPT or PDGA or any other uh, bodies?
1: Yeah, I, I don't feel like I need to talk about PDGA. They have their own podcast now. Oh, that's right. Like, I don't even need to talk about you know the the PDGA Senior Player of the Year Jim Olson Senior or the episode two of Disc Golf Rules School. Um, if you if you want some awesome disc golf information i already have something for you oh what i have a video from ace run productions no you don't i do with brian shared that they shared that with us and we are going to share it with the world um why doesn't everybody just sit back for just a few minutes and listen to ace run productions do this fantastic one disc one tip with brian schweberger
4: Hey everybody, welcome back to the channel. We've got another one-disc, one-tip segment for you. The first of our 2022 season. And we brought one of the most prolific winners of all time, Mr. Brian Schwebe. you are good. So, Brian, you are a legend in the sport. Over 300 wins. Any one or any few that stand out to you overall? Uh,
2: not, not any specific one. But I mean, not, maybe, maybe U.S. Masters in 2013. Uh... First time I ever won a tournament that Climo was in oh. and to beat him and win a tournament at the same. I beat him a bunch of times, but to actually win the event and beat him at the turn, same tournament, it was, it was, it was a, definitely a milestone for me.
4: I can definitely see that. You've thrown quite a different array of discs. You're with Innova. I know you're throwing some discs that are like 20 years old. Uh, but how long have you been playing the sport of disc golf overall?
2: Uh, since 97, so like 25-ish years. Around 25 years
4: yeah so quite a history like we said you're still with innova um, going through your bag if there was one disc in your bag that you think can fit anybody's game and can make a difference in their game what disc would that be
2: uh, the shark um, you'll see it in most starter packs that innova has I mean I think it's the it's a great versatile disc it's it's great for beginners it's you learn to throw it straight and that's what it's meant to do and it I throw them mainly because it takes me so long to beat up a rock to get it to, to turn over. Yes. It, the shark, a couple of trees, and it's already in that state. So yeah, that's, I love the shark.
4: That's refreshing to hear because, that, like you said, that's more of a beginner feel disc. But obviously, it's been working for you for a very long time. You're making it do magic out there on the course. It was my first disc I ever had. To. Well, yeah, good reason to have it in the bag. So check out a shark for sure. <laughs> and now switching gears, um, like we said, you're a wealth of knowledge. If you can. Kind of impart some of that knowledge. Any one tip that you think can help anybody from beginner up to pro on mental side, on physical side, anything you can think of?
2: i got something real easy. Okay. When it's a raining round and it's wet out, learn to putt with wet putters. Ooh. You don't have to, have to worry about drying them off. If you can learn to putt with them wet, it's such a pain to get the disc to feel right in a rain round. Yeah. So putting with... Learning to putt with your discs wet is a huge advantage.
4: So go out when it's raining and practice. You yeah. Get used
2: to it. Or uh, I've seen Ricky Wysocki do. He has a bucket of water at all his distance, and he'll just putt with the disc right out of the bucket. And just
4: yeah. That's definitely one we haven't heard of before. So that's a great tip to share. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And Brian, take a moment. Um, thank any of your sponsors. And how can anybody follow along on social media to see what you're up to?
2: Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the um, i got to thank Innova Champion Disc they've uh, been my sponsor for 20 years now and uh, can't thank them enough they're awesome
4: absolutely well, thank you so much again Brian for taking the time to do this as always Smashbox thank you so much for airing these segments and from all of us at Ace Wim Productions let's run it
3: Awesome. Well, thank you. Of course, we know that Schwebby is frequently lurking out there on the boards when he, he when he's not winning. Yeah, the only time he takes time to go out and watch Smashbox is when he's not winning a tournament. It's either doing one or the other, it feels like. So uh, thank you over at Ace Run Pro. I like
1: that tip, the throw with wet putters. I think it's <sighs> so many people, you know, when you've played as many tournaments as we have you watch so many people try to sit and try to dry and dry and dry and dry a disc and then just walk out into the rain and then their hand is slippery anyway. Yep. If you can just get it mostly dry and it's still a little bit wet, if you can get used to that, that's a great
2: tip.
3: Yeah, and then uh, I'll go along with that, in, in even though it somewhat contradicts it. Uh, I would say make sure that not only do you have enough towels, I, th- I think that's probably obvious, put your towels into... Ziploc bags freezer
1: bags the big ones
3: yeah put them in there and then put them in your bag and here's the best part is not only is it going to keep it dry if it starts to rain or anything like that you'll probably inevitably find another use for that Ziploc bag at some time or another uh, to keep either something else dry or or to store trash in or whatever yeah, keep your towels in one or two different Ziploc bags as well, and then put them into your uh, bag. That yeah. that would be the follow up.
1: I always kept two bags with about three kind of smaller towels in each bag, and then inevitably whatever I was using to dry my hand. I mean, back in the day it was a birdie bag, but whatever your choice of rosin or whale sack or whatever that is, uh, put that in like usually a smaller Ziploc bag, but inside that bigger bag. Just bags inside of bags inside of bags,
3: but get recyclable only ones that Madison has uh, offered to you uh, cuz those are special ones. All right. So, uh, lots of questions. Some people are asking about the All-Star weekend. Do do we, I think the format was posted, but it I'm going to be the first to admit I did not read it. So, I what, figured I'd learn it sometime before I started <laughs> commentating on it.
1: Well, it's that's over. Do you under,
3: do you know the format, Johnny?
1: Mostly. Drop that knowledge. Drop the knowledge. Um the format is going to be 12 MPO and 12 FPO. We're going to have two team captains from each division that are going to pick teams playground style. And there's going to be Awkward. a There's yeah, that's the whole point. Um, they're going to have a skills competition. So you're going to have a uh, putting competition. You're going to have a, uh, an a distance competition with accuracy and, and a both. shot shaping competition competition so you need to bend there's also going to be a singles competition and a doubles competition so when you pick your teams you need to kind of take all those factors into account um the fpo captains are Paige and cat and the mpo captains are eagle and kelvin those are the highest uh ranked so to speak uh seated players from each division um as we know we heard that Paul wasn't planning on playing and that is continue that still is the case but then Ricky finalized his decision not to play yesterday or the day before I believe I mean
3: I heard he was he he, he had had appeared as if it. he was on the fence but now he he made it definitive he made it definitive he is not going to play he
1: instead he was going to just get warmed up for LVC um with his new plastic
3: okay interesting yeah
1: so this is uh this is kind of the thing. It's a lot of people are comparing it to the NBA All Star game, which would make sense, knowing that I think Mo came up with this decision and how, how it would work. I, I don't watch the I haven't watched the NBA All-Star game in a few years, so I don't know what uh how that works, but yeah, but apparently it is very similar in vain to that.
3: Hmm. What was the last okay.
1: NBA All Star game you watched? Uh like
3: Yeah, actually like yeah, I don't even know. Was Jordan still playing? <laughs> yeah, bro, I was going to say, like, clearly one of the, you know, components of the All-Star weekend largely was based around uh, the slam dunk competition and or the three-point three competition. I always loved the three-point competition. And, yeah, I can't say that the actual game, it just seems.
1: there. It was all offense. There was no defense. It was yeah. more of a, a showcase. And yeah. then they tried to make it where, was it? It carried
3: some significance.
1: It carried some significance for something. And I know baseball tried to make it where home field advantage was. Yeah, for
3: the playoffs or something, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It bores you just thinking about it. It bores me thinking about it. I don't know. I, I I think the larger question that really is here is, like a Ricky, will you find players opt out of these opportunities if they, quote unquote, don't need the status, don't necessarily need the money. I think I I saw someone post and say, well, I don't believe it. This is crazy. Like, uh, uh, you know, a a weekend in in Tucson, I'm there. I'm all over it. Well, yeah, if. You're also not a millionaire. Exactly. I hate to say it that way. And and, and I was just saying to our good friend Mike Schweiger earlier tonight, like, yeah, things have changed. What, What would entice and win over a player's favor and get them to an event even five years ago is very different than what it does today.
1: But we've also seen in other sports, and we talked all about this last week, you know, the NFL, half the players don't even play in the Pro Bowl. Because it is just an exhibition. And, yep. and you, why risk yourself getting hurt or anything like that in any sort of competition-based when really you you make your bones on the course on the DGPT. That's where you want to focus. And now that there's no uh, national tour, so to speak, it's it becomes the tour. So a couple other sponsorships that we wanted to kind of just briefly bring up. Uh, we saw Linus Carlson. He signed with Latitude 64 Overseas. Um, Cameron Coleglazer signed on with Infinite Disks and I think he like won a tournament with like just someone it's had... I thought I saw someone say he picked up disks literally like 10 minutes before the event and won the event with the disks. So that... that
3: would be crazy to watch that on a like on a post production round of golf like on a channel. Yeah, does someone have that maybe <laughs> uh, that you know somebody might. Somebody might have that. Like my channel. Uh,
1: oh yeah um so so there's that uh did uh did we miss any other
3: and i'm not sure if all the details are announced uh with regard to cameron i know he uh, you know it was announced him with Infinite Disc. i think he has uh some more specifics that are going to unfold with that if it hasn't been out there so just for being at the risk of of not knowing for sure if it's officially out there i won't say anything but you're going to see uh additional sponsor announcements from him if we haven't already. So,
1: and then the only other thing uh, was, it's not a sponsor change. We saw a today announcement that Ben Calloway was promoted to the to the uh, the top Discraft team. So he's going to get a Tour Series disc. Um, and and he, you know, if you if you saw the announcement, he's the one, the only guy that's actually looking at the camera for his picture mm. if you look at all the other Discraft announcements all the pictures were all of them looking down at their hands or the discs for some reason he's got this very much i'm standing at attention uh hey i fit, mean fits him ben looking
3: at me i'm i'm good I know you get a little starry eyed for Ben. <laughs> I do. Uh, such a great guy, and uh, excited to see all of his successes and and really, you know, I know we've said it before, but that's one thing that we're seeing from the likes of the pro tour and just the additional exposure is a guy who Johnny and I have known literally for over a decade yeah. as very much a a really solid regional professional dominant regional and then and then to see him uh jump onto the national stage to be able to jump into uh the tour life and then to watch him remain i was gonna say become but remain being successful even at the higher levels like doesn't surprise us but it's also still really empowering and exciting to see it when it unfolds that way so yeah very very excited for anything that comes ben's way
1: and the biggest news in disc golf,
3: mm-hmm. the
1: I mean, I, I don't know if it gets much bigger than this, Terry. Skip Ace released their new format. Oh, they opened up yes. the 2022 season. I yes. know you, you were dying to, oh, to do that. Oh, my gosh. And, and the, the guy who runs it. Extremely handsome, smart. Ben Calloway does that, too. Yeah, he does. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, so if, if you're interested in fantasy disc golf, that's right, just like any other fantasy sports, mm-hmm. you can go to SkipAce.com. There are leagues to sign up for. You can play for free. You can, play, you can pay to have some custom rules. I give away prizes pretty much every week for certain things. I think this... Uh, not this week, but the very first week of the season, the LVC. Uh, I'm going to give away not this particular one, but a, uh, a Dickerson ESP buzz will be up for grabs if you're interested. Uh, this one is going to some another gentleman who bought it. So if you're interested, go ahead, skipace.com. You can sign up and play. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I've been answering questions for the last two days on little things here and there, questions that people have. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, make sure you check it out. Uh, I mean, you—I f- figure you promote all your stuff every run. I, I can—I can take. Yeah, but my stuff's useful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course, no. Uh, yeah, if you're into that fantasy stuff, which I know some of you freaks are, Lots of stats guys, get there. out there and uh, and uh, set up your own custom league. Uh, you think there'll be? Will there be a hundred custom leagues? There were last year. Okay. There was, there was around
1: that. Um, this year, we're charging $10 for a custom league. Okay. Uh, and that's going to include things like being able to add your own events. Any if you want to do local events, if you let's say you don't want to play by, you know, with just the pro tour, you wanted the Wisconsin tour events. You could do that with the players. It'll give you uh, automatic alternates. So, for instance, mm. if one of your players DNFs or doesn't show up, you'll get the next person in based on rating on the player list. So, if you had... Let's just say Ricky Weissaki was didn't show up, and the next person under him is Paul or Calvin or Dickerson. I don't know who the, what the ratings are these days. Um, you would automatically get that player, and so that's why we're uh, well, you know we're charging the ten dollar fee just to create the league. It's not ten dollars per person; it's just ten dollars to create the league itself, and then you can have as many people as you want play um, for the redraft leagues. And this year, like I said, we're doing a I think we talked about it before the yearly draft leagues where you you have a a draft room. Actually, I think, do I have a, I think I might right here, something along these lines where I'm going to see if I can bring this up. I don't know if, is it in here? Yeah, there it is. So you can see it on here, where you know your draft room, just like any traditional fantasy football. Right now, Ryan Pilcher is the only guy signed up in this league. I had him sign up so he can show. You can add people to favorites. You know, you can have, you can see your team, any you know the recent moves, league manager stuff, and the list of players all pulled right from the PDGA. So some of them even have pictures. If you're a pro player, please go to the PDGA and add your picture in there. It'll be it'll be fun for us, so we can see what you're doing. But yeah, those draft leagues, and you keep a team. You can add and drop players throughout the season, all that fun stuff, all on SkipAce.com if you're interested.
3: Yeah, and I think uh, speaking to the adding your profile picture, so to speak, to your PDGA uh, profile, uh, we get we see a lot of the pictures come from Disc throughout the year and. I think a lot of people have forgot or have neglected to put theirs on. But as you're seeing more and more tournaments and references to your PDGA and your stats and your standing, that's a great marketing opportunity yet again. Um, I've seen some really good pictures out there. So just know you can absolutely update that out there on pdga.com. Of course, uh, we're here in January. We know things are heating up. There's registrations that are filling in seconds, all that typical stuff that we have problems with uh, due to the growth. But go out, renew your PDGA membership. Um, You can do so. It takes just a few minutes. And the reason why I want to throw this in now is because inevitably... When you get to a tournament and it's about to release registration at 8 p.m. and you're sitting at your your desk and it's 7.59 and you're ready to go, you're ready to go, that's one less thing that you either may get hung up on or have to deal with is your PDGA renewal or paying the extra $10 and getting a mm-hmm. refund later. Just get, get your PDGA membership taken care of. Or if you can, sign up for multiple years. Yeah, that's another good way to go about it, get that's it right. taken care of. And you're rolling in that Skip Ace money, you just <laughs> shilling off the top, t- putting it all, giving it to the PDGA. I don't think you're doing it right then, Johnny. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ken says he's been uh, out there and a huge Skip Ace uh, participant and supporter from day one. So appreciate that, Ken. Yeah, Ken was one of the first people to sign up. All right. I had one other thing that now has totally slipped my mind. So I think that means we can uh, start heading into the after show where we'll have other random... Topics and conversations to be had. Um, Oh, that's what I was going to say. And maybe we'll say it again later. But uh, also, I think as recently as last night, it was released. Great video put out by Paige and Alyssa. They have created a new YouTube channel. And this one is pretty much focused on their life in Florida, their house. Yeah. More personal stuff. As Paige said, there'll be some disc golf chatter, but that is by no means uh, the main focal point of the channel. Um, I,
1: (laughs) as well as her new podcast, she's that
3: too. So I make sure you go check it out. I thought they had uh, an incredible video. I expect nothing less uh, when the two of them are at the helm of, uh, of doing the edits, but Yes, please go check that out. Subscribe to their channel, all that good stuff. But I did watch the entire video, and I thought, what an honor. They talked about hosting people, uh, being able to have people at their place, and I feel very honored that I was one of the few people that have already had the opportunity to to visit and hang out with them for a night. So uh, thank you guys so much for, for being hosts. I got the master bedroom. It was <laughs> so fancy. It was great. All right, guys, we're going to close things out right now of course we're going to then get into an after show that is your opportunity to even more so interact chat ask questions via the chat boards uh hopefully we can answer anything that you have there are other topics that may or may not be disc golf related we really don't care somehow we were doing owl calls earlier so I, if that's a Ooh, sign of what's what could, doing that <laughs> of what could come in the after show i don't know what is um but we hope that you can join us. We're going to send one more time a big thanks over to Madison Walker, uh, MVP's newest player. Congratulations to her. Congratulations Future to Pickleball MVP. Future champion. MVP, and yes, uh, her and Heath, better be pickleball champions uh, by the end of well by this time next week we'll, we'll make sure to give you an update we're going to sign off for now we're going to stand down for just a few moments roll some credits then we'll come back with the after show this has been podcast 387 for madison walker johnny v and myself terry miller the disc golf guy we'll see you in the after show you step inside the smashbox
1: thank you to our two dollar and above patrons your name is listed below in the credits If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen